Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hi, this is Jonathan Doe, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your Sam Hales Club <laughs> members, John. I'm your other half, Matt. It's kind of hard to say. Sam Hales, Sam Hale Club members. Sam Hales Club. Sam Hales Club members. That's not easy to say. No, it's not easy. Why'd you choose this? I don't know. I came up with it on the spot. I had something that had different. And I was going to say fan club. Fan club. But then when you said Sam's Club, it made me laugh. So <laughs> Sam's Club. So Sam Hales Club. Sam. <laughs> if you're white, if you're listening to this, you're in the club. <laughs> You're one of my buddies. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, this is late. Yep, that's my fault. <laughs> you 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 got sick, bro. I was, thought I was doing something good, mm-hmm. which I you know kind of be you are, but so the moral of the story is, you take that booster shot, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild ride. <laughs> Your body could be quaking, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny because like I got the first two shots, nothing. I mean, the second one made me feel a little bad, but not like yeah. That booster, Francis and Ganu'd me. It <laughs> sent me to the shadow room. It's like Jackass of forever. Yeah, <laughs> I was Aaron McGee's nuts. <laughs> and the booster was Francis and Ganu. But I got it. Like at first, I didn't feel bad. I just was sweating profusely <laughs> when I was doing normal activities. I was like, "Oh God!" Like I still don't feel great. No, but the, you know. Friday we didn't record. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen because we had a buddy coming down. Yeah, that we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, so we're like, we're gonna record Saturday, put it out Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I took that, I took the shot like Thursday. That's a thing. Well, again, twenty four to forty eight hours. And then like Friday night, I was like, kind of feel bad. And then yeah. Saturday, I felt like death walking. And I went to work. You did like an idiot <laughs> trooper over here. The whole night, I was like, I'm in hell. <laughs> this, this is hell. Is, this is hell. This. This is hell. <laughs> this is hell. This is hell. <laughs> this is hell. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I texted Matt. I was like, Matt, I can't do the pod. <laughs> I just, I was like, I could do it, but I'm not going to be entertaining. Well, <laughs> I feel like so. I feel so shitty. There's no way I'm going to be funny. To be fair, like my lazy ass didn't get the last movie in until literally today. So, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, you asshole. Well, uh, I was because <laughs> like I was going to watch it the other day, and you're like, I, I can't. I'm fucked. <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit! Well, I, I guess had, I'll just chill. I had no energy. <laughs> well, no. So it was like, actually, fuck you. It'll fuck you up. I was like, if we do the podcast, I'm just gonna be like, hello, <laughs> welcome, welcome, oh whatever, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I'm whatever. Uh. You're not listening. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but here we are. We're doing it now. Yeah. I, Live and living color. I did, I did the podcast on the tail end of having COVID because we just had to get it out. Yeah. It was like literally my like last day in here. Like you know, I was like six, like about six feet away from you. Yeah, like that's about the requirement, I think. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Maybe we're being professional. Well, maybe we're not. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I said all the way over there. What do I got but, to live for? If I got COVID and died, meh. Fuck. It's not my fault. I hate my life. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, you could choose not to hate Hope your I life. COVID and die. <laughs> But I sat feet away and was like, I felt like death, but I was just like, put a smile on the face, <laughs> get it out there. But uh, we're here and we're going to yep. do it. So let's go. Let's go. We got uh, quite a few listener questions to get to, so we're yes. going to get them started. If you would like to join in, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yeah. And or you can wait to the week of the episode, and we'll post a lovely little image on our Instagram page that says we are taking questions, and you can answer ask away in the uh, comment section or whatever. Yeah. Um, all other social medias are dead because those platforms are currently dying, especially Facebook. Yes. After... The meta thing happened. We can make a sick on cinema metaverse. <laughs> I would rather die. It's like as soon as you put your VR on, it's just Christopher Rage. Like <laughs> you got it. For- <laughs> you, got- <laughs> you have Darren Ramage in the corner filming someone's death. <laughs> I don't know why it tickled me so much, but it <laughs> it's stupid. But uh, oh, we'll, we'll get to his ass someday. Did you see that? Uh, while we're kind of just shooting the shit. I believe his name is Nick Zed passed away. I did see this. Which we've seen one of his movies. We ha- we have? Yes. War is a Minstrel Envy. War is a Minstrel Do you remember envy. In, the, in that legendary stream we've referenced so many times? Yeah. Do you remember the one that had the chick who was like painted all green and there was a guy who was deformed? It was like a real psychedelic movie. I think so, yeah. That was War is a Minstrel Envy. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, so. He's kind of a well-known... Underground, like real underground filmmaker, yeah. you know, like he hung out with like Richard Kern and like oh, those shit. guys. So, uh, it's like I didn't know much about Richard Kern until I bought the Blu ray, yeah. yeah. And I was adding the movies to like my list of movies I own, and I found out about the Sewing Circle. So, yeah, and I was like, Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, but let's get into these listener questions. Yes, yes, yes. R- rest in peace, Nick Zed. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, first up, we have Bloody Tapes. Oh, Night of the Bloody Tapes. That's the Bloody Tapes great fanzine. Great fanzine. Go check it out. Bloody Tapes says, Howdy, sick on cinema. Did you guys see the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film yet? Uh, I saw the first like 10 minutes and I was like, I don't feel like watching this. Yeah. Uh, he says, I witnessed it and got to admit I enjoyed it immensely. After I watched it, I thought fans would like it, but nope. Seems like the majority disliked it. Which just makes me think that horror fans want this unattainable horror movie that cannot live up to their ideal. 
They want a movie with great characters, solid plot, and good story. But if the movie is gory, then it, that is just pandering to the basic common denominator. I figured it would be a steaming pile of buffalo dung, but my friend invited me to watch it. I was severely hungover, half-starved, and delirious, and I loved it. But I feel like I am a dum-dum for liking it, as it seems like no one likes it. I could go on and on, but I'd want to know what you guys think of it. Also wonder if y'all have seen Boxer's Omen yet. Damn it. I know. <laughs> I've not watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet. Again, I uh, I, 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 I kind of saw a little bit of it, like, uh, someone in our household was watching it, and I saw, like, the first couple of minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to, like, a lot of the rebooting of these movies, I'm not, I'm not the most interested in it, to be fair, mm-hmm. but it didn't look bad. I don't think you should feel like a dum-dum for liking it, though. No, if you like something, you like it. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I like a lot of shit. Yeah, just because people don't, like, you know, the horror community don't dig on it or something like that doesn't mean that... And also, I have seen people say they enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, I have, too. You know. I I don't really... Uh, I don't understand... Like, I, I, I don't know. This is, like, in response to what he was saying about horror fans. They... I think they do expect, like, this, like, blow-your-shitter-out movie every mm-hmm. movie. And I hate to tell, tell everybody this, but uh, get ready to be disappointed. Yeah. Because not every movie you watch is going to be great. And I feel like there's levels of, like, horror fandom, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to, like, you know, you got the ones who are, like, you got the toxic ones who are just kind of like, you know, films are just not as good as they used to be. Uh-huh. And you're just like, oh, God, Jesus, you know? It's frustrating. Yeah. But you got people like us who are just kind of like, hey, you know, like what you want to like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you dig it, you dig it, you know? I mean, I like Splatter Farm. No one can tell. Yeah. No one can tell me like, I can't tell anyone like, oh, th- this this is high class right here. Mm-hmm. You oh, you can only watch it. I watch Splatter Farm. <laughs> yeah, bro. right. And I love that damn movie. And we've not seen Boxer's Omen yet, and it makes me sad because I really want to see that movie because it yeah. looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> Every picture I've seen from it looks incredible. Uh, they uh, he goes on to ask another aspect of horror. I want your opinion on is if you have read. Mike, mm, I'm going to mispronounce this, Meganolis, Jonathan Gray, Witchfinder comics. I checked one of them out from the library, and it's awesome. Total 80s, or 80s, 1800s gothic horror with zombie vampires and monsters, and it just hit the sweet spot that modern horror doesn't even scratch. Before I forget, I have been listening to a lot of different horror podcasts, and they suck. Oh, Most of them try to be funny, and they come off as annoying as a rock in your shoe. Sick on Cinema is totally unprofessional, uninformative, scatterbrained, and juvenile. <laughs> but you don't try to be anything more than what you are not. Can't wait to hear the next episode and hope hope that the Briscoe Brothers come out on AEW. And do you like that Dan Housen is in AEW? Whew. Uh, I have not read those comics. I have not either. It sounds interesting to me, mm-hmm. though. As someone who got into comics pretty pretty hard and then... Kind of got out of it. Fell out of it, yeah. Me too. Um, again, it's like, I love the, the Crow comics. Mm-hmm. And, like, being able to read, like, something that's, that sounds like a mix of, like, EC horror with, like, gothic, you know. Tropes. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really interesting to me. And read. I like horror comics, too. Yeah. Like, I know it's more on the manga side than horror, but Junji Ito. Yes. Like, that stuff is fucking awesome. Um, I need, Again, Junji Ito's a guy I need to read more of. Mm-hmm. But he he's got a lot of stuff that I don't really know where to start. Yeah, uh, start with the short stories. Short stories. Yeah, that's where I started. Okay. Um, or Uzumaki, either one of those work. Yeah. 
Uh, as far as Dan Housen and AEW, I don't really know yet. I don't like the fact that he's just coming up and being like, hey, you're cursed. Cursed. But it, he's still recovering from an injury. Yeah. You know, he's still not quite ring ready yet. I will say it was pretty funny seeing him like in the like camera crew like outfit. Mm-hmm. I do think like you know his debut was really good. Yes, you know he got a huge pop. I no one saw it coming either. Well, I'm a, I'm a Danhausen fan. Yes, you know we were unfortunately we were at the show Danhausen broke his leg yeah. at, but Danhausen's awesome. He seemed like everyone that met him said he was awesome. Mm. You know he's a fun to watch wrestler. You know I, I, my only worry about him being in, in uh, AEW is like what's his place going to be. That's my biggest thing with anyone coming in at this point because the roster is bloated. Because, like, he's very similar to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And that, like, yes, he can wrestle and he can go, but his matches are more about the fun story gimmicky mm-hmm. thing. But Orange Cassidy kind of already does that. Yeah. So, like, is he just going to be, like, Orange Cassidy a lot? You know, I don't know. Because I like Denhausen a lot. He's really fun to watch. I mean, if you see his running uh, Ring of Honor and see, like,. What they did with him? Yeah, like he didn't do like the most. No, it was kind of a kind of a abysmal run. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, he is a just a very good wrestler, mm-hmm. just like or- Orange Cassidy. Yeah, which Orange Cassidy uh, used to be somebody else too. Yeah, fire it <laughs> <laughs> or marks. So thank you, bloody tapes again. Great fanzine. Go check that out. <laughs> also, I love the quote at the end there. Yeah, we we'll to put it on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, have, we if we have permission. You remember the ECW <laughs> shirt? Yeah, that had like the big quote on the back on it. That yeah. we that like sick on cinema in the front with like the sick f and cinema or something like that. Some kind of ECW yeah. logo in the back. Unprofessional, uninformative, juvenile, scatterbrained. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I I have a wrestling story to tell real fast. Sure. Um. So. Be careful wearing a Bullet Club shirt in the South. <laughs> Bullet Club. Because I went like to like a gas station or something like that to grab some drinks and shit. And this guy was like, oh, hell yeah, you into guns? And I was like, no, not really. It's a wrestling it's thing. It's a wrestling thing, man. And then he immediately was like, oh, uh, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dweeb. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Virgin. The new Bullet Club shirt is uh, going to get people... That reaction a lot. Yeah. And I don't understand it because like, there's like three Americans in the Bullet Club right now. Yeah. What the hell? I don't know, bro. I don't have to tell you. Anyways, next up is Human Years. You're suddenly in a Final Destination film. John, you're at work. Matt, you're at home. How do you die? Thank God I'm not at work. <laughs> um, shit. Yeah, you go first. I don't know. Hmm. So we have these big old things called roll tainers. Mm-hmm. There's these big metal carts that they just stack shit on them. Like, yeah. <laughs> all of our product, right? So I imagine I'm pushing one of those things because, like, every doorway at our work, which there's not many that you got to get them through. There's, like, one to two doorways. Either you're getting them into the store or into the building, right, yeah. from the outside. Uh, but you got these humps. When you hit them, it's like, and it's really, sometimes you got to put your back into it. Yeah. I imagine what would happen is one's got like just bleach oh, and boy. laundry detergent or waters or something like that, and I push it, and when I push it, it tips backwards <laughs> and just like, <laughs> <laughs> which is me, like Tammy the T Rex. I mean, at this point, like if, if I'm not careful, I'm going to have a situation with Final Destination. <laughs> we have this broken ass stool in here. Yeah, 
So I'm going to be trying to grab a movie off the shelf or something over here or put something on it. It's going to come falling on me like you, like the roll table of getting paled on this chair. <laughs> we have clip strips, too, which if you ever, you know, if you go to a store, you're going to see them. You may just not know what they're called. They're yeah. called clip strips. They they hang off a shelf, mm-hmm. and they just got little pegs on them, and they hang oh, things on yeah. them. Right? Every time I'm stalking, I'm paranoid that I'm going to, like, lean over, not pay attention to and just fucking go eye first onto one of them. <laughs> Final Destination, like, I actually recently got that movie on... DVD. The first one really good. Yeah, <laughs> the first two are really good. I, I, it's a series that, like, I'd say the other ones are like it's like it's okay. Yeah. Rather than it's like oh this is god awful. There's not one I can think of that I'm like that shit. Yeah. You know. Um. The realistic <laughs> question of mine is I probably get shot during a robbery, but. <laughs> well, I mean that's pretty much the same thing with me at work. <laughs> yeah. Someone trying to break in and <laughs> kill the shit out of us. Um. I mean, there, there's probably a couple ways to die in here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I'm just a careless fuck who needs to <laughs> reorganize everything. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I've got a light bulb sitting over there for some reason. Well, it's a lamp. It's but, a lamp. It's not yeah. just a rogue light bulb. It's got a full <laughs> fixture to it. <laughs> I can fall into it and fucking die. We used that to interview Matt Cross. We, we did. <laughs> Which, that, that's the one thing out of... Filming that stuff that actually did come out. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> but, hey. Thank you, Human Years, for yep. the question. Next up, we have the People's Mikey. OG right here. Final Destination makes me fucking anxious. Yeah, I still like driving behind log trucks. No! <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, Even people, trains. People's Sorry. Mikey said, Howdy, my dudes. Not sure if you guys watch Euphoria on HBO. I don't I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. I don't keep up TV. I know there's the A24 Euphoria thing. I don't know if that has anything to do with it at all. I know the uh, the uh, Euro Girl Hentai Euphoria. <laughs> I don't want to get back in that world right now. Um, <laughs> but on the last episode, they played Riz Orlandi's Cannibal Holocaust theme in the oh. end credits. I have to ask if you see more classic underground films crossing over to the mainstream. I know in Warm Bodies to see we see a DVD of Lucio Fulci's Zombie, and on Vice's Did the Devil You Know, they showed a clip from August Underground. Yes. Do you think in 10 years you'll see more casual fans being exposed and seeking out underground films? That's part one of his question. Hmm. Um, I think it's very possible. Very possible. I mean, there's more things like that than you... Hopefully it's less of the devil you know thing. Oh, yeah. That son of a bitch. Yeah. That son of a bitch! <laughs> um, like, there's more than you know out there. Oh, yeah. Who are, like, fans of these films who, um, you know, go on to, like, direct bigger things. Yeah. You know, um, like, I can't remember who it is now, but I know there's a fairly, fairly well-known... Ind- Independent, but like mm-hmm. higher echelon independent. Yeah, who's a big fan of like Brian Pollen and Dustin Mills oh, and things like that. Buys all their movies. Well, I mean, it's like uh, what's his name? Uh, did Joker? Joker. Yeah, he did the the Joker movie. Oh, Todd Phillips. Yeah, Todd. He did fucking hated. Hated. Yeah. Which is a pretty notorious film in our little underground, I guess. But it's also a little more mainstream, I'd say. Mm, Gigi Allen. Yeah. But like, for instance, there is uh, Joe Lynch, yeah, who directed like Wrong Turn Two and. Mm-hmm. Movies like that. He hosts the movie Crip with Adam Green. Very popular horror podcast. Yeah. Uh, he directed a short film that's essentially Man Bot's Dog. But it's, uh, uh, what's his name? Brocky. It's Venom. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Venom. 
Okay. But it's it's done and like pays homage to Manbot's dog. Oh shit. Yeah. So I I like to see that. Yeah. So I, I you know I think it's out there, man. Like I think yeah. a lot of these like, you know, these underground films, especially like the bigger ones like August Underground, Camp Holocaust, Serbian films, Solo. Yeah. You know they're gonna start creeping into the mainstream a little bit as. I mean, I think it's already made its way to the mainstream because that stupid fucking iceberg. But well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like guys are gonna start like paying homage. Like look at Eli Roth and Green Inferno. I mean, that's essentially basically Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um. I mean, there's been a lot of directors who've done some pretty messed up shit that have went on to do a lot of stuff. Oh, for sure. Even like actors as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the guy who plays Kakihara in Ichi. Oh, yeah, went on to in, being like Marvel stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty wild. But I definitely think like you know, because like these movies are growing a fan base more and more all the time. Yeah, you know, it's only a matter of time before like you know we see things like that, like the Campbell Holocaust theme being played and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, there there was, there was like something I heard about recently that had uh music from uh maybe that actually that had like movie like songs from other like pretty like underground movies in it. Mm. Oh, I remember who it was now. The guy who directed um, Bone Tomahawk and uh, uh, was it Assault on Cell Block, whatever, with Vince Vaughn in it. Yeah. Yeah. He bought, like, Brian Pollan's movies and oh, stuff shit. like that. Yeah. Which I've heard Bone Tomahawk's great. I don't know anything oh, about the other one. really good. <clears throat> but uh, the next part of the question is, I wanted to ask about the two extreme for mainstream line. But you guys covered it very well for a second. Hmm. I felt it was cheap heat for Stephen Byro putting out flicks oh with, <laughs> with homoerotic scenes and that it could put the LGBTQ community in a bad light. But hearing you guys say how no one will touch it, I have a better understanding of why something like Torment and 29 Needles are a part of the two extreme for mainstream line. That's part number two. Um, yeah. Uh, but because, like, 29 Needles, like, you can say, like, it was made, like, years ago. Yeah. For sure. And it just now got a full release. Mm-hmm. And stuff like Torment and even like House of Flesh Mannequins, a lot of that stuff does not get distribution. I mean, even look, look at Martin Doris Cannibal. Yeah. Like, that movie is just really fucking good and no one touches it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you see more releases of like Angel's Melancholy now than you even do it. Yeah. And it's interesting too because like, you know, there's a large LGBTQ horror fan base. Yeah. Like, that that exists. But, there... What the hell is that? <laughs> there, probably a game on someone's phone. <laughs> there seems to be this, like, stigma where it's like, gay horror films are for gay people. Mm-hmm. Only. You know, so they don't get, like, wider distribution because it's like, oh, well, straight people don't want to watch that. Yeah. I think that's so strange because it's like every horror movie ever made is a straight horror movie. Yet yeah. Th- this community loves these. Yeah. And our side won't give theirs a chance. <laughs> it's, it's fucking bizarre. You like, know? And, and I do think a lot, Some I think some of it, not all of it, has to do with like homophobia. It, probably for sure, you know? Which I, I don't think that's as much with the fan base, per se, as much as it is possibly with like... Uh, you know, I guess, like, the subject matter and people thinking, it's like, oh, I put the community in a bad lot. Yeah. As, you know. For sure, I could see that. But it's like, you know, especially with 20... I mean, I don't know about um, Domofaro. Yeah. Like, I do know a lot of his films do have a homoerotic twinge mm-hmm. to them. But I don't know his sexuality. But no. I do know the guy who directed 29 Needles is part of the LGBTQ yeah. community, you know. 
So he wasn't out there to shine that community in a bad light. No. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I do think the too extreme for mainstream line is putting out uh, a, lot, a lot of those movies because I think it's just because people won't touch them. I think yeah. it's just because they're. It, it takes like also it's not just because of the LGBTQ stuff. I think it also has to do with the fact that it does show like unsimulated sexual acts. Yeah, yeah for sure. Which that stuff for a lot of people. I mean, like I said, there's a there's a definitely a stigma about LGBT horror. Oh yeah, you know we don't you don't see those get distributed in large circles. No, they get released, but they get like tiny. Unless it's like mainstream stuff, Mm -hmm. like a lot of the underground stuff that is like that is in the from the from that community doesn't get the Mm -hmm. eyes on it that it should. Well, like there's a movie Androgynum. Yeah, that is, um, you know, it may not go full blown. But it's definitely like an insinuated homoerotic love story. Yeah, and it's a beautiful little movie, you know. But yeah, I think a lot of people should check out because I think it's really fucking good. I I still need to watch it too. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and also, like, it could just be like a matter of time for that stuff finally does get its day in the it gets its flowers, if you will. Yeah, it's like everything has to have like homoerotic undertones like that's okay yeah like <laughs> you know the horror community will accept that yeah but just full-blown gay <laughs> freaks them out <laughs> not I mean, everybody that's not me painting no. the entire world no, fan no, no, base no. with a brush you know i mean you even see it in like the world of wrestling too oh for sure you know because you see companies that are like oh we can't book too many of this group or it's gonna be a this a show. show yeah or you know, even like you'll see promoters not booking a ton of, you know, black talent because of that same reason. Yeah, and it's like, ugh, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I and mean, you say the same thing for them. You know, Hispanic horror, black oh, horror. Yeah. You know, um, and that's what I do think. Like, what Unearth is doing right in that sense is putting this stuff out, and regardless of what you feel about the movies themselves, um. I will give them praise for doing that. Yeah, and, sure. And if you look at like stuff like, um, Se- like Severin and uh, Vinegar Syndrome are releasing titles from out, you know, other countries now too. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of like Mexican horror come to the states. You're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of, of course, Italian, like lesser known Italian stuff getting its uh, its day in the sun as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the last part of People's Mikey's question is looking forward to the Sam Hell of Baroque House episode. That's a director that has grew on me. When I saw Sam Hell promoting his films on the Unearthed Films Facebook group, I thought it was just angry virgin films. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw uh, the bitches of horror covering a Baroque House films in one of their episodes, I had a better understanding of what the films were supposed to be about. Continue the great work. Enjoy the rest of the week. Cheers. Thank you, People's Mikey. Thank you. OG. OG. OGPM. OGPM. OG. People's Mikey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have V Bevy. Uh, they say, not a question. Just wanted to say I'm a new listener, and you guys are awesome. Thank you for getting me through my long work days. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you for listening to two dumbasses from East Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, talk about movies. Movies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play that banjo. Robert E. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> broken musket on his knee. <laughs> God. If you've never seen 2000 Maniacs, go watch that movie. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Parker. You! <laughs> 
<laughs> I know he does not like Herschel Gordon Lewis. No. Uh, next, thank you again, by the way, V baby. Yes. Uh, next up is J.K. Bitch. They ask, "Are you familiar with the forced Eutrenia destruction movie series? Japanese porn films where women were tricked and raped for real by oh. fans." Is that something you would consider reviewing, or is it too close to pure shock material? I am not familiar with that. Mm, no. I'm not overly familiar with a ton of Japanese fetish stuff. It's something that I've just recently dipped my toe into. Well, it's like, I know when we were getting set to do our episode, I kind of did like a, a deep dive into it, and I didn't even come across that stuff. Yeah. Because I know about the animal gore stuff. Yeah. I know about Ganky Ganky. Yeah. Of course, I know about the Guso Milks and the Squirm Fest, because we covered those. Yeah. I know about, um, what is that one, Enema Princess. <laughs> oh, uh, What is that one called? Teddy like, Bear Enema Princess yeah, or something like that? That's because of Unbox Washer Reviews. Yeah. I know about those. I know about... Um, I love that motherfucker. I don't. I know they're not necessarily fetish films, but like the Blood Runner movies. I, I, uh, I mean, it plays in into fetish. the fetish. Yeah, yeah. And I know there's the ones, the one blood fetish ones. I can't yeah. think of the titles of them right now. So it's oh, like, um, it, what is it? Damn it! I had it memorized yeah. a while back, but I can't remember it now. You know, Damn and it. I've I've looked through the extreme fetish subreddit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so I, I'm I'm. You know, my knowledge is growing, but I'm still not there. As far as covering something like that, here's the thing that I've learned. Mm-hmm. The longer you stay in this genre, yeah. the extreme underground, the more you're becoming a hypocrite. Oh, my God, Because you yeah. set these limits, right? You're like, I'm into this, but not this. This is too much for me, right? Yeah. But then you start thinking about other things that you are willing to watch. So it's like, for me personally, that's not something I would want to watch. I just think that's gross and... Fuck, well... <laughs> legitimately fucked up. Yeah, like, real, real life fucked up. Yeah, you know, gross. You know, I don't want to see that. No. But we're talking traces of death. Yeah, the thing is, like, yeah. <laughs> Which has a part where it's like, we are proud to show you the murdered, raped bodies of women. Which, at the point when I saw that one, we were watching that one, I was like, proud? <laughs> is that the yeah. term you want to use, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it's... But mm. I'm willing to talk about those movies, but not those. So it's like, yeah, I know I'm being hypocritical. You know what I mean? Well, but for me, real life rape is a hard... Yeah, it's a hard pass. That's a hard pass. And I don't know if I could personally handle that because, I mean, fucking intrusion fucked me up. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, as I said, I will eventually rewatch intrusion. Yeah. Especially since you kind of understand, like, not all of this is... It's, it's not real. Yeah. That's what you have to think about when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and with that, you can't do that. Yeah, you play, like, you know. It's like even, like, Traces of Death, like, some, like, not every clip in Traces of Death is fake. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's pretty much real. Like I, I think, think Traces of Death 1 might have a couple clips. Yeah, but that wasn't even known at the time. Yeah, they fake. didn't know it was fake. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's weird, you know, it's all kind of weird. Yeah. Because I've watched part of the Animal Gore trilogy, which is, you know, supposed something very similar. Yeah. You know, so I realized that, like... You know, like I said, like you just kind of, you just kind of learn that, like we all have a bit of hypocrisy to us. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, like Marion Dora. Oh, I can't believe he killed animals. Yeah, traces of death, <laughs> dead people. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, again, it's like I have fucking rare a dead person now. Yeah, I have the trilogy. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, but for some reason, my brain, it's like. Uh, fuck uh, you, Mardora. <laughs> yeah, fuck you for killing Which, those yeah, piglets. Yeah, fuck you for killing those piglets. Yeah. That's terrible. Shouldn't have done that. 
That's horrible. But he can marry a dead person who's literally just Sarasaki going around filming dead, dead people, people for an hour. <laughs> it's like, fuck. You know, it, it's weird. You know, we all have certain taboos that, like, they they cross the line for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Personally speaking, I don't think I'd cover that. No. You know, but that's me. You know. I think that's just a little too far into, uh, like... I don't know how to how should I put it. It's, it's a little it's a little much for my because uh, I feel like at the end of the day, liking, like I guess. our reviews, I'm saying our reviews. Yeah, a lot of the times are whether or not we recommend watching these. Yeah, you know sometimes we do dabble into like just these super extreme. Yes. for the sake of it. Hmm. Um. But like our reviews are different. Like that would be something I could definitely see like John the Doe doing. It seems underbelly because his reviews aren't necessarily saying whether or not. The movies are good, or they should be recommended. It's more about what they are and spreading awareness of what this yeah. is, you know. Which I, I think, honestly, he would do a better job at than we could. Yeah, because yeah. he's way more analytical about it. You know what I yes, mean? He, we're more about we just talk about the movies, what we liked about them, what we didn't like about them. We we shoot the shit here, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like even if we did decide, if we did decide to do that, it would not be fun for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like. For the two of the two of us, it would be horrible to, to watch, you know, watch the the horrific yeah. acts like that, <laughs> and then we get into the episode and there's nothing, there's nothing to even talk about. It's but like, like I said, like, the, and I know, like, that's why I don't judge anybody for anything in their collections and stuff like yeah. that, because like we all have our breaking points and our limits. However, I also know how hypocritical we can be, you know, because yeah. it's like. Yeah, I'm not into this, but I've watched one guy one jar. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's like you go on the internet long enough, you're going to see like animal gore and mm-hmm. real gore, and then like if you look hard enough, you can even find that kind of material. Oh, anyway. for sure. You know what I mean? But the th- the thing is, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know if I'd be comfortable. Yeah, even and I'm, that's what like I'm that. saying. Like ultimately, for me, it's a pass. But like I said. I just want to put that out there because it's like I don't want to ever make it seem like oh, oh shit, that's <laughs> sent the mic case is flying. I don't want to ever make it seem like I'm like, and fuck the people who watch this stuff. Yeah, you know, because that's just not who I am. Because I know that like that's why when we talked about like the animal death stuff yeah. in Marion Doris films, how like you are, I'm always I realize that like a lot of the stuff I'm saying is hypocritical. Yeah, because like I came like straight to like as soon as the whole like. You know, thou who shall not be named <laughs> yeah. controversy with James Bell, and I only say that because I don't want to get that shit started up again. Starting again, you know what I mean? Started. Yeah, I came to the defense of James Bell real quick. Well, the thing is, but I know how hypocritical that is, and then being like, "Well, Marion Dora's wrong." For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, another thing, like just to tap into that a little bit, what I will say is, I think like that, that whole situation fucking sucked. Yeah, because like. I like both of those people. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I, I do think they are both, you know, very entertaining people. And the thing is, they start fucking fighting over something that's like years old at this point. For yeah. one. And then two, I don't know, it was just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I wish it never happened. Agreed. But, you know, I'm just saying like... There's always gonna be that we all had that bit of hypocrisy in this is what oh, we're getting yeah. at, you know what I mean? So that's even like uh, that's like with me, I'm like, uh more like more indoor, like the animal killing that. Uh that's too rough. Let me watch Campbell Holocaust. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's like 
I'm a fucking idiot. Because like I'm like I'm sitting here being like we're not gonna review that stuff. But, but yeah, <laughs> we're definitely gonna review something that has death in it. <laughs> That's like me and you were talking off air uh, a while back about Michael Moore. Yeah, and it's like, oh, his stuff's very exploitive. Is yes. what, what you're telling me. I feel his stuff is very exploitive. Yeah, but I will say we did watch Surasaki's. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's so. what I'm saying. Like the whole thing. Like, you know, I just try to like be aware of my own hypocrisies. Yes, and make it knowledge known. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Put it out there. <laughs> well, yeah. Everyone, like, the more you d- deep dive into this shit, as you said, you'll be more hypocritical. You, you'll For find sure. your limits and... Find something that doesn't bother you, even though it's close to the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, JK Bitch, for the question, as always. And thank the you. amazing username. <laughs> yes. Next up is Fonzbot. Fonzbot. Fonzbot asks, Fulci versus Romero in a fist fight during their prime. <laughs> Who would win? I like how we go from this like serious analytical question to like, who's gonna fight? <laughs> who's gonna win? Uh, I hate to say this, but my money's probably on Fulci because he was just a bitter bastard. Really? Fulci wasn't a very big dude. Like Fulci was pretty no. small, from I, what I understand. I feel like I feel like like Fulci, like Fulci at one point could probably throw hands. Probably, but Romero was like a bear, dude. Mm. He was like Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. He wasn't that big, but he was a big dude. Like you're used to, like ah, skinny, yeah, elderly Romero. When Romero was prime, he was a he was a big boy. Fair enough. He's from Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, you man. put it that way. <laughs> when you're from uh fucking Philadelphia, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, I may have to may have to change my mind. I gotta go Romero, man. Oh God. He's like you want some spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You want some spaghetti? My God, this show is ripping my shit off, you Italian bitch. <laughs> I can imagine him with glasses on, being like, "Here's ripping off my shit, four eyes." <laughs> you punch Romero right in the face. Punch. <laughs> this is for zombie punch. Yeah. <laughs> this is for zombie boom. <laughs> oh God, this for. <laughs> This is by House by the Cemetery Punch. Even though I do not think zombies are a ripoff of no. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead at all, but <laughs> I mean, if anything, everyone should be sending money to like Romero's family if yeah, they do a zombie I mean, movie. Like, if that's the case, then every zombie movie ever is a ripoff <laughs> of everything <laughs> Romero ever did. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, Fonz Bot, for the question. Punch, punch. <laughs> I fucking uh, Brian Pro Sane segment of oh, that. Uh, Stand up, uh, he did. Punch. <laughs> Sarah Crew 2 asks, do you guys think Massacre Video will ever release Men Behind the Sun like they've been teasing? I keep hearing that they have been talking about it for years and haven't done anything. Um, Excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they. it's like me and you had kind of given up on the fact they were going to do Suicide Dolls. Yeah. And then recently they're like, Suicide Dolls coming soon. And you're like, what? And you're like, oh, I, thought, I didn't think this was going to happen <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, but this was dead in the water. Also, like, if you keep up with their, like, social media and stuff, you'll see that it kind of went from the first movie to the trilogy. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to, like, they, they probably spent a lot of time in the first one, and now it's like, oh, now we have the other ones too. Yeah. So let's try to do our best with this and try to get it out there eventually. For sure. You know, Massacre is one of those companies that's always been kind of controversial. Yes. Like, 
I've had know, no problems with them. Personally, no. I've never had a problem with them at all. And I've ordered a lot of my stuff directly from them. But the thing about that is, is like if you don't want to, you can get it from Diabolic or Grindhouse Video. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to, if, they, if you're not comfortable with that. Because I've heard people order from them and not got their shit. Yeah. You know, I haven't. I can't say, I can't speak to that because I have not. And I do wonder how much of the stuff, like, people are like, oh, I didn't get my shit. How much of that is because of Massacre Home? How much of that is just through the mailing system? It's hard to say, right? Because, like, it's it's pretty easy for stuff to get lost in the mail. For sure. Um, I do think it'll eventually come out. Mm-hmm. When? That's a great question. I mean, like, it's, it's the case that, like, Massacre has announced a lot of shit, and some of it's just gone dormant. Yeah. You know? Um, Oster Montag. Yeah. They announced it. Never saw a lot of day. Suicide Dolls. Announced it. Still hasn't seen a lot of day, but now all of a sudden they're teasing it again. Yeah. Uh, the Inhale Production short films. Which announced it. Never seemed to come out. Which it, you follow? You follow Sam Hell, right? Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Well, he posted it on his story. That it seems like Inhale Productions is doing another th- something new. Mm-hmm. That's going that has massacred the video at the credits of the trailer. Yeah, so maybe those are going to be like involved in or uh, yeah. a special feature on that release. I, I mean, who knows? Uh, and also the the gateway meet. Yeah, you know, I think like it's for a long time it was just Lewis and someone else. Yeah, where now they're starting to build a team. Yeah, which I feel like it's it's getting to the point where they're like, okay, we gotta we gotta have to expand. Yeah. Because they have, like, a social media person. They've got person doing this, this, and this. I feel like they're, they're trying to get this stuff out quicker now. Yeah. Because I think people are getting impatient. And this is just something that happens, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not the only company to ever do this. It's, like, Muzaney. Yeah. With Unearthed Films. Or uh, Last House on Dead End Street with yeah. Vinegar Syndrome, you know? Some of the stuff, like, some stuff also, you think you have the rights to it. And then, which you don't realize, it's already in right tail. Yeah, it's more complicated than you think it is. Synapse with, uh, was it? The incredible huh, the that, Kindred, yeah. That and the Incredible Melting Man situation with them. Yeah, and look at recently, Thriller or Cruel Picture. Yeah. You know. That's been a debacle. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden there's this Blu-ray of Thriller or Cruel Picture, which I have. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I'm assuming it's going to look good. Synapse. Yeah. And then Synapse all of a sudden, Vinegar Syndrome announces a 4K and is like, we're the only U.S. distribution company that has the rights to, you know, the 4K. Uh, but it's like, oh, does that mean you only have the rights to the 4K? Or, you know, does that mean the rights in general? Like, what does that mean, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it seems like some shade being thrown, you know? So it's like, you know, it's it's complicated. Yeah. Being a distribution company is complicated shit, man. Yes. The Drop Dead Fred situation with Severin, you know? <laughs> well, it's like, I looked into, like, distribution stuff a little bit and saying, like, how complicated it was. It's ridiculous. You have to contact producers. You have to contact people who have the rights before you had it. If you can even contact those people anymore. And hope for the fucking best. Mm-hmm. It's, and then hope that you even bought the rights from the right people. Yeah, for sure. If not, you just spent, like, ten grand plus or whatever on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get anything. <laughs> So, it, it's so fucking complicated. Yeah. I don't envy the, them at all. <laughs> no. But uh, thank you, Sarah Crew, too, for the question. And uh, stick with it, and hopefully hopefully we'll get it. <laughs> you got to stay positive. Yeah. Because they've announced a lot of cool shit. Like, I kind of went through a thing where it was, for a while, I wasn't like, I wasn't like fuck Masker Video. Yeah. But it really was like a company that went from being like, I collect everything to that, I hit a few releases from them where I was like, I really don't like this. Yeah. You know, and I kind of pulled out for a while, but now all of a sudden they've announced Dark Divorce. Yeah. 
and you know I'm in behind the sun and horrible high heels and the Portage of Andrew Palmer and Hardcore. Yeah. And all these movies that I'm like, I want these movies, you know. Yes. So, you know, support it and hopefully it'll come out. Yeah. I have a question real fast, John. Yes. Why does Tetra video get essentially smacked around by the community so much? Man, I don't know. I really don't I know. I haven't seen anything like <laughs> like I haven't seen anything about their like transfer like I guess like transfers and their releases but people are like fuck Tetra for some I reason. I will say I own a few Tetra releases mainly yeah. just the Mario Andorra stuff. I own yeah. that and like one shot on video film just cause I kind of got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the transfers are there. You yeah. know <laughs> like they don't seem like they put a lot of effort into the uh, remastering yeah. side of things but you know some companies that's not what they do. No. I mean, it's even like going back to Massacre for a second. The first couple of releases, they didn't really focus in on that as much. Yeah, they did, they, but they put out shit that didn't really... You couldn't really do anything with. <laughs> it was all shot on video stuff, basically. You it's know? like Intervision too. Mm-hmm. Like, Intervision put out like a lot of shot on video stuff that can't be restored. Yeah. Which, if you watch, like, revisiting, like, Angel's Melancholy, the camera he shoots on, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> how, that even, how would you even, like, do anything with that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Next up, we have Lunatic Butcher Horror, oh, who yeah. says, TCM franchise ranking. Oh, no. <laughs> and now, I will preface this by saying I have not seen Leatherface yeah. or the newest one. Yeah. So, I'm missing those two in my timeline. Well, but I think my ranking is literally how they came out. Which, you're probably going to have to do this because I've only seen like the first three because I'm scared of the other ones. <laughs> So, literally, my ranking would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, yeah. TCM 2, Leatherface TCM 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation, mm. then the remake, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, I think, is the worst. Okay. So, literally, how they came out is how I would rank them. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and, like, I know that's controversial, because some people love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Just yeah. me, personally, it doesn't do anything for me. I, it loses so much of the charm of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I don't like the um, non like lighting without like a source. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like there's so much like like shadow casting and like lights like being shined through like water, mm-hmm. where you're like, what what's the light source? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where's that coming from? I think that's just a product of its time too. It is. Because, like, if you watch the first Saw... Saw, yeah. Well, the first Saw movie, like, it looks dingy, right? Mm-hmm. The Saw 2 looks like you just dipped it in, like, green paint. Yeah, I think dip it back in the day. It looks like somebody pissed on lens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. And then, like, it's like... It looks that way up until, like, the like it, like the fourth or fifth one. And then it switches back to, like, the way the first one looked. And you're like, what the fuck happened yeah. here? Lunatic Butcher Horror also says, uh, bonus... Best and worst Leatherface look. Best Leatherface look is... Let's do this. Okay. Because, like, it's easily the first one. Yes. You know, he always looked the best in part one. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go best looking Leatherface that isn't from part one. That isn't from part one? Uh, It gets kind of hard because I'm like, never looked that really good that ever again. No. I would probably say outside of part one, I, I like... Part two, mm-hmm. it but it's super stylized, and, yeah, uh, silly looking, 
And I also, I never disliked the look of him from part three. I know some people shit on him, but I kind of like the way he looked in part three. So I was probably going to go with three. Yeah. That's probably the best of the non-original ones. The worst one, though? Uh, probably 3D. 3D, he looks like a little hunk of shit. He looks like a potato. He, he looks like a rotten potato. He looks like a geriatric papaw, too. <laughs> like, he's got his pants, like, pulled up to his tits. What the fuck? <laughs> and I've seen the Leatherface from the newest one. He looks rough, too, to be honest with you. Well, like, you showed me the picture, right? Mm-hmm. I was, at first, I was like, oh, what the fuck? But then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, well, I guess if it's like, supposed to be a human face, that's rotting, I guess that would kind of make sense. Yeah, but to me, he looks more like, uh, what's the name of the Scarecrow from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? <laughs> Harold? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like Harold to me. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, 3D's the worst looking one by far, and I never liked the mask from the remake. People love that one. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Also, I have a question you might not be able to answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, f- the first one came out in, what, 74? 74. 78? 74. 74. Okay, so how old would you think Leatherface is there? Um, probably 20-something. 20 20-something? 20 yeah. How the fuck is he still mobile in this, like, <laughs> reboot? Well, they keep just making direct sequels to the first one. Yeah. Because it's like, well, that's what 3D... That's why 3D, I think, is the most abysmal. Because yeah. the timeline is so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it's a direct sequel. And they fast forward and he looks exactly... Oh, it's fucked. The timeline is so fucked. And how she could be his cousin is impossible. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, they just keep, like... They're like, oh, fuck the movies before. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> I... Well, you know. <laughs> Another one I don't like is Leatherface from Part 4. Mm-hmm. You know, because like in Text Chainsaw Massacre 1, he has what they call the pretty lady mask. Yes. Which is what he wears at the end of the movie. And this, he has like a full pullover that has tits and everything. And I'm like, how's that possible? <laughs> I mean, again, did have the memory vest. Yeah, but that was like sewn together. This yeah. is like one pullover piece. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> and he wears like a dress and high heels and it's like... Y'all really leaned into the fact that he's supposed to like be like hermaphroditic or whatever, you know, like um, androgynous. <laughs> oh, yeah, they really let, let, uh, try to bring into that Ed Gein. Yeah, the like, transsexual aspect of Leatherface, yeah. you know, <laughs> a um, little too hard. <laughs> yeah, the the cross dressing aspect. I yeah. guess. I don't know. It was odd. I did not care for it. It was weird because I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, no, you can't skin somebody like it's like Leatherface. I could go on about this all day. Leatherface from uh, Texas Master at the beginning, like literally, like takes his guy, like skins him, like pulls his entire face off, like hair and everything. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it don't work like that. <laughs> well, then didn't, didn't uh, was it Catherine not skin her fucking husband? Yeah, but it comes like off what? in chunks and stuff. I. And that story didn't come off in chunks, though. The way she did it, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think you could like take somebody's entire everything off and it just be like one piece. I don't know. I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a uh, an expert in skinning <laughs> skinning things, and eyes and lips and everything. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. I feel like you'd at least have to cut it in half. And hair, like the hair, just perfectly came with it. Well, probably not. I just don't. I don't think it makes sense. No. Now I'm thinking about like the possibility of it. Now and it's kind of grossing me out. At the same time as it's kind of just like, like you like when you see like autopsies, they're like pulling it. Yeah. Like down and stuff, right? Mm. 
but they're not like taking it all the way off. They're just like usually about like your eyebrow range. Yeah. Like this one, he like, like surgical scalp. This one, he's like around the neck. Boop. <laughs> I don't think your face just like hangs, <laughs> hangs there. Ears and everything just like blue. <laughs> you have to like get in like cut everything apart. But uh, thank you, lunatic butcher horror. I do like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like back in the zeitgeist. That's really cool. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Next up, Scum Vomit. <laughs> what up dudes hope you guys are doing good I recently have been slowly sorry I got my mouse in the way slowly been getting my fiance into underground films and just showed her blood shock and she really seemed to enjoy it right. and was wondering with the episode being about Sam Hell which one of his mm. films and other underground films would you recommend also I would love to own a copy own a farted on copy of the amazing bolt from you dudes <laughs> hope you guys have a good one <laughs> Thank you, Scum Vomit. Um, when it comes to Sam Hell stuff, like, also, when it comes to the extreme stuff in general, talk about boundaries. Yeah. Like. Well, especially in the sexual aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, because Sam Hell stuff is hypersexual in yeah. a way. All unsimulated. Yeah. And shown graphically. And if she's not, you know, okay with any of that stuff, then let's stop at the morgue. Yeah, let's stop at the morgue. Yeah. Or, um, I know he has at least a hand in this. Uh, new movie. Oh, uh, Ain't He Wonderful? Yeah. And it's like, um, if she's cool with that, if it's like, yeah, sure, you know, it's just like watching porn together or whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, something like Flesh Eater X, I think is a good gateway in as well. Because mm-hmm. that, like, that's traditional enough to get, them, get somebody in, but still very much Sam Hell. Yeah. Then I would probably go into like Love Dump, Vania, Green Hell, things like that. Yeah. Blue it, Android, I think is a very underrated. Yeah. I will say Blue Android is the one of his works that is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's very trippy. Yeah. As far as like other underground titles, um, like you said, Bloodshock, Bloodshock's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. So like if she's into Bloodshock, maybe try some of the original guinea pig stuff. Yeah. You know, like, especially something like Mermaid and a Manhole. Like it's always good to like start with like that one, like something yeah. like that first and then work into like Flowers of Flesh and Blood and Devil's Experiment. Yeah, um, but again, I think one of the best things to go about that is, of course, just being like, okay, are you okay with watching something with this in it? Yeah. And, or this, or this, or this, and if, you know, the, they are okay with it, then j- just be like, hey, you want to watch this? Yeah. Something like Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. Because it's such a well-made it's movie. It's a gateway one. It's so good as just a movie. Yeah. And if you have the <clears throat> Grindhouse releasing, if she may be like... I ain't into that real animal stuff. I don't yeah. want to see that. There's an animal violent free version. Yes. You know, so you can watch that. Um, also, like, you know, if you want to get, like, real down and dirty, something real super violent, yeah. something like August Underground yes. is a good way. Serbian film also, too, because Serbian film is as fucked up as you can get, but still super well made. And, uh, like, it looks grandiose. It looks like a big budget movie, you know? Which, I, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, so that stigma of, like, low budget isn't with that movie. Yes. Um, which I will say, like, probably not, probably don't dive into James Bell stuff if <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> If low budget is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love James Bell stuff, but his stuff is, like, off the wall. And, like, you know, once you kind of figure out what the niche is, like, maybe you watch Argos Underground and she likes it. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, well, there's also The Degenerates that we can watch. Yeah. There's also Deviant we can watch, you know, yeah. that are more low budget and, mm-hmm. like, 
you can start tiptoeing into like the real underground stuff. You yes. Know, the real low budget stuff. Again, like Jonathan Doe talked about that kind of stuff perfectly. Like he was, you know, having a a movie night with a girl he was dating at the time, and then they decided to watch a Green Room. Mm-hmm. He was digging it. She was not. <laughs> I love Green Room. Yeah, it's such but, a good movie. But I can understand being like, this is intense. Yeah. Because it is, like, legit frightening at mm. times, but it's also super gory and super fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, just make sure you know everyone you're watching stuff with boundaries, so you're yeah. not f- fucking them up. <laughs> but if she's into Bloodshock, you know. Yeah. Bloodshock's pretty up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the shit that happens in Bloodshock is pretty fucked up. But, like, you know. I, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. But. And you, like I said, like you can always start with like the bigger budget stuff first, like mm-hmm. something like Gaspar Noé stuff, yeah, or like in a glass cage, mm-hmm. you know, these like movies that are like a little Man Bites Dog, Man Bites Dog, Lars von Trier, you know, yeah, these kind of bigger budgeted films because they 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 don't have that low budget. Like I personally love that. Yeah, I thrive off that. You know, I mm-hmm. love watching an independent film, but some people that they don't like it. You know, they don't yeah. like you know acting being not as strong or the camera not as high quality you know? yeah so if you like start them there get them into that and be like well if you like this then you might like this, this. yeah i mean that's like i i dated someone at some point who was like you know i, I don't watch anything that's like super low budget yeah or like kind of like outside of the mainstream sphere and i was kind of like eh. you're like out <laughs> <laughs> nah. i mean i didn't say that but I was kind of like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Because a lot and, of... And, like, you kept bringing up, you know, just kind of figure out, like, what's her, like, heart out. Yeah. Know? Like, what's the what's the one thing that she's going to be like... Yeah put, a, yeah, put a stop there. Yeah. And if it's something like rape, then stay away from, like, I spent your grave or yeah. Miss 45 and things like that. I will say, if that is the limit, well... You're going to have a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. Because that's a huge topic in a yeah. lot of these movies. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, people putting their parts where they don't belong. And maybe you can explain it like this. is like, it's not meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> well, you, you there gotta... are a certain sect of films. <laughs> yeah. So when you start to get into the fetish type stuff. Yeah, but that's like there. something completely different. You yeah. Know? But like it's just regular movies. You can explain like these are not meant, this is not sexual. Mm-hmm. This is meant, you know, if anything, like this is meant to make you angry. So that yeah. when she gets her revenge, it's satisfying, you know. But I will say, not every time there is a good revenge. Not every time. Well, no, but, like, that's the point. It's of. supposed to fuck you up. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you, Scum Vomit. Yes. Sorry for the super long-winded. <laughs> yeah. We're very long-winded today. We're going real long. Oh, boy. Not crazy, but we still got a lot of questions to get through. Okay. Uh, Brady Hansen 7. If you were to describe the absolute all-time perfect day, what color would the grapes be that you are and your manicurist were eating? You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> also, what's the weather like in Tennessee right now? Shoot awful. <laughs> it's cold and snowy in Utah. It makes it really hard to see through your windshield. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go now. My sensei needs another beer. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> awesome cycles and love. Yes. Question. <clears throat> Chef's kiss for that. But shoot, like, the so, weather here is... Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's 74 one day, 20 the next. 
raining one time, sleeting the next. <laughs> Global warmer's really fucking us over. It really is, man. It's kicking Tennessee's ass. <laughs> My allergies are so bad right now. <sighs> Who knows? Like, like I wake up one day and I walk out the house and I'm like. Got my short sleeves on. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's cold as hell. Can't get back in the house, put a jacket on. Jesus Christ. Fuck. What the hell's happening? You try to go out with the jacket, you're like, oh, shit. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Fucking grapes. <laughs> I hate grapes. I loathe them. <laughs> I love grapes. Oh, that movie's great. Next up, Mr. Parka. Oh, shit. Mr. Parka asks, if your favorite director were a meal, what would they be? Oof. This one's tough for me. Yeah. For a couple reasons. It's so hard for me to pick a favorite director, though. That's not my problem. <laughs> my problem, I'm afraid, is going to come off racist. I don't mean for it, too. <laughs> my favorite director is Takashi Miike. Mm-hmm. Always has been. He was like one of the, like, like when I first started watching Takashi Miike stuff, he was like the first director that I was like, I am collecting Takashi Miike's movies. Yes. I want everything he's done, which I've not succeeded because God Almighty, he's got so many movies. Yeah, I mean, well, some of them are not available or been out of print. Yeah, you know, but like, he's the guy who I was like I, I attached to. Yeah, pretty and, early like, on. You know, like, there's some like I see so many people talk about Takashi Miike. Like, oh, he's made so many movies. You know, some are not very good. Some are really good. And I'm like, I have yet to see. And I've seen a lot of Takashi Miike yes. movies. I have only seen maybe one to two Takashi Miike movies. I haven't liked. That and the fact that you've 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 seen a lot of his movies, but it's probably only like fifty percent of his catalog, <laughs> which is insane. But I want to say that Takashi Miike would be a spicy crab roll, mm-hmm. and that sounds racist because it's sushi. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean for it to be because <laughs> I love spicy crab roll. It's I, delicious. It's one of my favorite foods of all time. Favorite director, and I pick it because it's like oh, it's delicious and it's savory and it's kind of sweet. But at the same time, it's got some heat, kick your ass a little bit. Yeah. You know, because that's what Mike does. You know, he sneaks in there. He's like, oh, you're watching like Crow Zero and Zebraman. These are cool. Uh-huh. Boom, visitor cue. Boom, each the killer. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> that is a rough situation to be in. <laughs> you're like, okay, that's probably the food. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's kind of racist. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Fuck. Um. I'm split between a couple of directors. That's the problem because, like, I just like I just love watching movies in general. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so hard for me to just pick a director. I'm like, ah, my favorite director. Well, just go with one off the top of your head. Like, I'm gonna go with John Carpenter. John Carpenter. And I would imagine that it's probably a food that I don't eat all the time, but like, it would be like a like a steak type of thing. Like a nice filet mignon. Yeah. Would he be a flaming yawn? Uh, I'd say probably just like a, I'd say a T-bone. Yeah, or like a New York strip. Like it's high quality yeah. stuff. You know, but it's, it's, do you want to steak with some, with some like some great sides, some some mashed taters. Yeah, some grain beans, some fucking mac and cheese, some oats, some some some, oats, some saltines, <laughs> some uh, what the hell's this shit? <laughs> what the hell's this shit? <laughs> uh, Mister Park- Ghost to Mars across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Parker also asked, if you had a Blu-ray slash DVD label, what are the first films you would try and track down? Oh, my God. I mean... I literally, somewhere in this room, and I... I think your floor just gave me a splinter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, yeah, we gotta fix that, too. <laughs> in the horde of papers, it looks like an office in here. Half it the time. does, yeah. It looks like an office that someone farted the papers off the desk. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> There's a li- literal list of movies that I would want to fi- I would want mm-hmm. to put out. 
for me personally, it's like I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated with Dasuke Yamanashi, yeah, and Haishi Sato. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those two guys in particular, I would want to track down some of the stuff that they've not been released. Like Muzani would be awesome, but you know, from what I hear, Unearth still has the rights. Yeah, <laughs> whether we'll ever see the light of day, I don't think so. But I don't know. But like Girl Hell 1999 would be yeah. really cool, um, as well as like his uh, all night long films. Mm-hmm. Would be cool because they don't even have English subs. <laughs> yeah, and then like anything, really anything by Hayashi Sato, just because that dude's a fascinating filmmaker. Like I, I'm gonna go a little different. I love documentaries. Yes, a lot. So I would love to put out like have like great editions of some of the stuff that's like stuck on HBO. Yeah, like stuck on like just DVDs. Mm-hmm. Like the Paradise Lost movies are fucking fantastic. Yeah, in their own different ways. Sure. Um, something that HBO does not own, but... Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Jason. <laughs> no, you mean. No, you mean. You say what you will. You <laughs> Mark Byers. <laughs> Fucking wild shit. <laughs> um, Titty Cut Follies mm. is a great one that I would really love to see have a good release if it doesn't already that I don't know about. Uh, Eat the School Girls, another one for me. Yeah. As well as Hunter's Blood. Hunter's Blood. Which I've never even seen Hunter's Blood, but I imagine I'll probably like it a lot. So <laughs> I know Grindhouse has the release of it, Scum of the Earth. Scum of the Earth. I want to see that movie. We watched the trailer again the other day, man. It looks wild as fuck. The real white trash. And also, I know you talked about it, uh, we talked about it a little bit off of air, but Manson Family. Yeah, you know, it's cause it sucks because it's such a good movie. It's kind of stuck and right it's now. stuck mainly because Jim Van Bever's an insane person. Well... <laughs> The thing is, like, I'd say a lot of these guys kind of are. Mm-hmm. It's like, you look at Yodorowsky. Yeah. Dude, that man's crazy. He is crazy. But he's not, fuck you and your distribution company Yeah, crazy. at least he isn't publicly slandering everybody he's ever worked <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> Including, I think, at one point, Byro. Oh, I, I think they maybe amended that. Yeah. But, like, they didn't even put any things out. He just worked with them. On fucking like Song of Solomon and what stuff, and like he like shit all over in Earth and uh, Byro at one point. I'm like, man, this guy's like, he's he's got problems, dude. He it sounds like he needs to be put on medication. But you know, I could imagine like a really nice like you know how like Vinegar's been doing like the two slip covers, like you yeah, got the hard box out and then like the regular slip cover on the inside. Yes. Like it's like you know. You got the chick with the two knives sitting in the chair with the naked lady holding the mirror. Mm. And then, like, in the mirror is, like, Texas face looking like the devil. Yeah. But that's on, like, the inside slip when you pull it out. You know, and it's, like, all this, like, graffiti and, like, Manson and, like, Piggy and stuff yeah. like that. Elephant. The elephant's a good one, too, yeah. Because, again, it's kind of just stuck on DVD right now. Giuseppe Andrews' movies. Because <laughs> they're just so weird. Where are you, Seppi? Where where is Giuseppe Andrews? If you, if anyone has the inform- any information into the, the whereabouts, year was two thousand and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever he went missing. Giuseppe Andrews went into a bar. <laughs> if you have a where if you know the whereabouts of Giuseppe Andrews, <laughs> which I know so, uh, there was like rumors he deleted all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he like deleted all the stuff off the hard drives, which I'd be impossible to do anything with then. Yeah, but man, his, his stuff is just so fucking weird. Mister Parker also asks. Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what country has the best track record for disturbing content? Hmm. Try to shortchange Mr. Parker. I, I wasn't trying to shortchange nobody. He's like, he's done. Get him out of here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get me in, in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
starts off some heat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start no heat. I'm looking for no trouble. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. What country has the best track record for disturbing content? Hmm. Probably Japan. Uh, I, hate, I hate to fly that flag. <laughs> USA! <laughs> USA! <laughs> I do think America has a lot of fucked up shit. We do. I think it's because we're the melting pot of like all of it. Like we're influenced by Germany and Japan oh, yeah. and all these other countries. And we kind of like, we feast on all that entertainment and then regurgitate it back. Yeah. <laughs> um... But, like, outside of, like, America, probably definitely Japan. 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 Germany. Germany. France. Yeah. France for a period. They're, yeah. I've not seen a lot out of France recently, but, you know. That's also because no one's probably releasing it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We only get what we are given. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get to see the vast majority of it. Hell, there's Gaspar Noe movies that don't have fucking releases here yet. Sure. So. Um, also, I mean, also, shout out to uh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Especially during the 90s. Cat 3. Yes. Good shit. But uh, thank you, Mr. Parker, for the question. Trying to get me in heat. <laughs> it's fucking sick. <laughs> it's fucking sick. Mr. Parker asks his questions. It blows my mind every fucking time. <laughs> uh, Mook Aaron. I believe he's this person's name. Hmm. I could be wrong. I am. Apologize. Yes. They ask, new fan working my way through the back catalog. So sorry. Uh, don't go don't, don't go too far back. <laughs> For each of you, which is your least favorite subgenre of horror, and are there any exceptions within that genre that you love? For example, I got sick of possession movies after we got flooded with them in the 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but because there's so many generic possession movies, the good ones, like Hereditary, tend to really stand out to me. Love the show. Thank you. What I'm going to preface before... I do answer this. There's a lot of movies within this massive fucking subgenre that I absolutely love, and it changed, you know, not too long ago. But that would be ghost movies. Ghost movies. Oh my god. Yeah. Like there's so fucking many of them too. Like it's it's for me it's a mix up between that and zombies. Yeah. But I do love movies out of those categories. Oh, for sure. Shit like The Changeling. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Changeling is fucking awesome. And the, like in like the zombie genre, like when somebody like tries to do something completely different. Yeah. You know, like I think we you know we brought him up a lot, but Brian Paul and yes, and Morbid Vision stuff like Blood Pigs. Because his shit slaps. <laughs> it does. But you know, it's such a unique take on zombies that like, you know. Yeah. Makes me think different about the genre. Shattered Dead as Shattered well. Shattered Dead, yeah, for sure. Shattered Dead. It's wild. But for me, like, I, I agree pretty heavily with possession movies. Ah. See, I'm not even the biggest fan of, like, The Exorcist. I think it's good. Boo this man! <laughs> I said it was good. <laughs> I just don't love it like a lot of people do. I enjoy The Exorcist quite a bit. I, I respect it as what it is, an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. You know, I know why it's an absolute classic. Yeah. But for me personally, when I watch it, it's just not my cup of tea. I think you need to rewatch that one, though. I do think I need to, too. And I do think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but I like Song of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it's like, oh, shit, it's a gory version of The Exorcist. But yeah. I really like possession movies when they're done completely different. Yeah. Like something like The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Or Demons. Yes. You know? Which, uh, it plays on, like, z- sort of like zombies. Sort of and- like zombies, yeah. Um... Yeah, so for sure, you know, possessions. Uh, One thing I will say too is, uh, like, I love slasher movies mm-hmm. so much, but my God, during 
Halloween of 2020, we watched so many horror movies, and there's a lot of them are slashers. Yeah. You pick up every fucking trope. Everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, it goes to the point where it's like, oh, there's that. Oh, here comes this. And you're kind of like, fuck, how many times are they going to do the same fucking thing? Self-aware horror, too. I know it's not necessarily a uh, genre. It's more of like a style. It's a micro-genre, if you will. Yeah, because I watched Studio 666 here recently. <laughs> fuck, it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> it had good moments. But like as a whole, it was pretty rough. Um, but it's just like movies that know they're a movie. That's yeah. another one I have a big problem with. But there again, there are exceptions to the rule, like something like uh, Last Horror Movie. Yeah. Does that super fucking well. I, one I will also throw out there, too, is like, I think when this when this subgenre is done good, it's really fucking good. When it's done bad, it's horrifically bad. That's yeah. found footage. Found footage, yeah. Holy but I like a shit. lot of found footage. I do, too. Like, like, I even like the VHS 1 and 2, you know? Yeah. I know people, like, they kind of get shit on nowadays. What's well, like, I'm fucking. A, adore fucking Blair Witch Project. I love August Underground. Yeah, for sure. But then you get to like Chernobyl Diary yeah. and <laughs> shit like that and you're like, fuck. But there's shit there like Willow Creek as well, which yeah. I think is really good, you know. Or yeah. The Den. Hmm. Creep. Creep, yeah. Creep fucking is so good. So thank you, Mook Aaron, not only for the question, but for listening. Yes. We appreciate you. Appreciate you all for listening. Yes, for sure. We still got questions. And we've gone... Too long. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Next up, Spooky Celluloid. It's the boy. It's the boy. He's here. He's here. He's getting his cock out. He's pulling his cock out. <laughs> Hashtag Butter Gang. <laughs> this is going to go on forever. Over Margarine Mafia for life. <laughs> butter, butter Gang. Too sweet. <laughs> Too sweet. We're going to make a... We need Too to make savory. A, we need to make a Sick on Cinema shirt. That's like the Bullet Club. Yeah. But it's two sticks of butter. <laughs> it says Butter Gang. Ah. <laughs> we can talk about merchandise and we're just like trying to figure out how the fuck we would even do it. I mean, we got that deal. Yeah. We just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Committing. But this is a question for you. Huh. Spooky asks, where did you learn graphic design and video editing? Hmm. Can't wait to see the mixtape if he ever finishes it. <laughs> How about you kiss my ass, He has a John. real problem with finishing things. I'm going to strangle you to death. There's a... Uh, I, let, me get, let me get a little insider baseball oh here. My God. How would you don't shoot on me on air? <laughs> You're getting shot on. Oh, my God. I am literally sitting here looking at a finished... <laughs> it is not finished yet. Oh, it's finished. <laughs> issue. It has to be fixed. <laughs> issue of the fanzine he's been talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. It's done. It's sitting there. The only thing he's got to do... Is the pages are a little messed up. He needs to figure out a way uh, to rearrange them. Which, if you would look up <laughs> online, I did. I'm sure you did. How to do it? It could be in your hands within a couple weeks. But this motherfucker hasn't worked on it <laughs> since we printed it. <laughs> Saw that it was messed up. You're a real motherfucker. I'm just you know saying. That? You got you got commitment issues. <laughs> well, I saw it was printed, and I and I was kind of like, oh fuck. All right, but the whole thing was originally it was like, oh, oh fuck, it's cutting off things. And then I figured it out one little button click <laughs> prints it perfectly, and I'm like, oh, all we gotta do now is rearrange the pages, and that's months ago now. <laughs> Something months ago, it's been like a month, Bruh, I'm pretty sure this is before Christmas. It was not before Christmas. I'm about positive. I'm pretty sure it was after Christmas. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> You're fucking douchebag. I'm just saying, people want it. I. It'll eventually come out. Eventually. <laughs> I'm going to throw something against your fucking head. I consider and touch it. 
Oh my god. Fuck if I dropped my microphone. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways, answer the question. How'd you learn this shit? <laughs> now <I'm> mad. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a college in Tennessee yeah. uh, for it, so. Yeah. I had to pick you up every day. Well, because I, di- I didn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I still have a problem with driving because car wrecks. Nah. I've been in car wrecks. <laughs> My head hit the windshield, bro. Bro. I was a child. Nah. I was a child. Fucked me up. It happens. Anyway. Yeah, I went, I w- went there. Video editing, I learned that from you. Nah. Literally while, while we were working on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned it through skate videos. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about graphic design, but editing, I learned through skate videos. Speaking of video editing, I saw a video. It was like, stop using the razor tool. I was like, really? I was like, why? I Man, I don't use it a shit ton, but again, I haven't watched the video. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, but <laughs> I don't use it a shit ton, but I do use it. <laughs> yeah, I've had to use it a lot. Uh, next up, we have rural death. Shooting on me. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you motivated to get it done. <laughs> to expose me. Yeah, people need to know. <laughs> Fuck you. This anyway. podcast wouldn't exist if it weren't for me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It never get put <laughs> You you put these microphones down and fucking square up. <laughs> You want to fight? No, not really. I'm tired. <laughs> you're you're an asshole. Continue. Next up, rural death. <laughs> What's the best physical media score you found thrifting? Oof. So um, I, don't, I never went to a shit ton of thrift stores and found anything really good. Usually just kind of bulk stuff that I, yeah. that I wanted for the collection. You know, like, you know, things everyone has, but found it super cheap. Uh, flea markets, though. <laughs> flea markets so pretty wild, especially around here. There's a lot of flea markets, or just secondhand shops in general. Yeah, but see, I've never had like a lot of success at secondhand shops. As far as like finding like crazy shit, mm-hmm. like usually for me, it's just like, oh shit, there's a cheap copy of, I don't know, My Bloody Valentine, or yeah, you know, <laughs> or The Exorcist. You know? The way of doing it is just like literally scanning every fucking shelf with your eyes, yeah, and hoping you find something. You know, and like a lot of newer stuff, like I'd find shit like. Cabin in the Woods yeah. or something like that, you know, at a secondhand shop. But, like, for me, at a flea market one time and one day, I found Live Feed by Ryan yep. Nicholson and Chaos. Oh, fuck. Which I was like, holy shit, I can't believe these movies are here. <laughs> yeah. As well as a sealed copy of VHS of Rolling Thunder at a time where Rolling Thunder didn't even have a release. You also got a, I don't know if you got it at a thrift store, but you got Demon Wind. That was at a video store closing. Ah. Yeah. I got Demon Wind, Class of Nukem High, Volume 3. My God. The Offering, Prophecy, not the one with Christopher Walken, the one with the bear monster. <laughs> uh, Sign Not Dealing Out 5. My God. The Toy Maker. And something else. Um, I, some, I've gotten some weird shit. Like, I got a DVD box set of all the Nightmare on Elm Streets mm-hmm. recently. I When it comes to just physical media in general... I found a copy of uh, American Terrorist which about Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Which, at, when I, last time I checked, it's been a little bit. But it, it was going for like $20, $30. I got for like two ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> I think probably my best find at like a thrift shop, like a, like a second-hand store. Yeah. Um, would probably be uh, Cemetery Man. Yes. You know, I found a really good copy it was used but it was a really good copy of cemetery man yeah when i saw that it was like three dollars i was like <laughs> get in my pocket get, get in my belly <laughs> you eating it i ate it i was so excited i ate it that's awesome <laughs> um 
Well, yeah, like when it comes to secondhand shops, like especially especially there's like one near us that I go to quite a bit, and I've been able to get a lot of pretty wild shit for a pretty cheap price. Yeah, and but like super rare stuff. I've never like. Yeah, I've never been out thrifting and be like, holy shit, I found Begotten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh my God. I found the Red Cross edition of the Sleepaway Camp box set or something <laughs> like that. You know, I've never had that yeah. much luck. <laughs> um, I don't know. What is the craziest thing I found? I don't even know. Like, I know, like, people are trying to sell Freddy Got Finger on Amazon for 50 bucks. That's pretty cool. And I got it for a dollar. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess that kind of counts. Daddy, would you like some sausage? I need to actually watch that movie. It's something. Yeah, well, that's what I've heard. It's an experience. I'm scared of it. <laughs> Sitting on a shelf right now, I'm like, oh, but, uh, I don't know about that. Probably the craiest thing I've gotten recently is these fucking like fan-made uh, VHS. Yeah, of those concerts. are pretty fucking cool, actually. I've got Dead Kennedys, Civil Torah, and Butthole Surfers. Yeah, they're like bootleg VHS yeah. of like concerts from the '80s. Which I don't know what I'm going to do with them. They're, they're really cool. cool. They're cool, look at them. So I'm definitely keeping them. Yeah. They're like made with like construction paper and shit. It's yeah. It's really cool. I dig on it. Yeah. Um, there was other ones there too. But there was like Molly Caroon stuff, which is I'm not really into. No. So I went with the three bands I actually do like quite a bit. Thank you, Rule Death, for the question. Yes. And last, but certainly not least, Joshua Fat Attack. It's your boy. It's your boy. He asks... Favorite Gaspar Noé film, and it's very interesting he asked this because it ain't been that long ago. Me and you watched I Stand Alone together. Yes, which the only two movies I've seen from Gaspar Noé are <laughs> Irreversible <laughs> and I Stand Alone. I've not seen Lux Anteria. Yeah, which just now got a, a good release in the states, I think, mm. where it's about to. And I pre-ordered that. <laughs> yes, as well as Enter the Void. Mm-hmm. And I've not seen Love or Climax. Yeah. But I've seen In the Void, I Stand Alone, uh, Irreversible. Um, my favorite's probably Irreversible. Yeah. I know that's kind of like the answer. Well, yeah. But I think the movie's an absolute masterpiece. Yes. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's definitely my favorite. And he's definitely a director that I really, really love. Yeah. And I can't wait to get that shit in from Arrow, which I think um, it's May, unfortunately. But Which thing is, like, you have Climax as well, we just haven't got to it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely need to watch that. Because we literally have a list of movies we need to watch. It's over fucking almost a thousand movies on it. Yeah, I know. That we've been, like, rolling at, like, a random number generator to watch, and it's just like, fuck. <laughs> got to the point where I've fucking lost count. <laughs> It's like 900-something. Yeah, Gaspar Noe is definitely a dude I'm into, bro. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to check out uh, Lux on TDAR. Yeah. Looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I have known nothing about it, though. That was a very long, long listener question. Yes. It's partially on us. We rambled. Yeah, we rambled, but there were some really good questions. Yes, so. and we appreciate each and every one of you for sending those questions. Yes. And if you, too, would like to send a question, a comment, or a concern, yes. you can do so at sickoncinema at gmail.com, or wait till the week of the episode, we're a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll yes. post a lovely little poster that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. I actually know what the uh, craziest thing you found thrifting was. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's the uh, TNA Best of the X Division DVD. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we bring in wrestling into yeah, the conversation. That was awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyways, we're going to take a quick little break and yes. play something. God knows what it's going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't thought about it, actually. Probably should have thought about that. Damn. Uh, and we'll be right back after I stand up and 
make my ass not as numb as it is right now. <laughs> Damn. Are you playing volleyball, honey? In our garden, you played volleyball. Don't drink too much. You could get alcohol poisoning and die. You drank yourself to death. Do you remember me? I've never seen you before. Oh, I'm the policeman that found your lover dead at the beach. You were in our garden? I don't want to be alive. You have to quit going down to that volleyball court and torture yourself. I'll never stop going there. That was our garden. Every day, I'll play volleyball with the ghost of the man who loved me. Gail Wells stars as a 60-year-old woman who had her ear bit off by a pony when she was a child, so now she wears a plastic elf ear to cover up the damage. Her lover died of alcohol poisoning on a volleyball court, and now she talks to her plants and tells them to cut down on their drinking. She meets and falls in love with the cop who found her lover rotting by the net, and then with her dead lover's father. Unable to choose between them, she flips a coin. Volleyball brought them together. A rape reenactment tore them apart. In our garden, you played volleyball. You drank yourself to death. You drank yourself to death. Anyways, we're back. Yep. We're not here to talk about Eusebi Andrews. No. Wherever he may be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> We're here to talk about Sam Hell and yes. the Baroque House, which, as of not too long ago, unfortunately, has come to an end. <laughs> like a week ago. Yeah, which we did not plan that. No. This has been on the calendar for a long time. Yeah, we, we've had uh, the calendar for about a month or two now or something like that. We've had this episode planned before, way before oh, that. Yeah. This, this has been in the works for uh, probably like a, almost a year or something probably, like that. Probably, yeah. But, you know... It kind of works out because this will be our loving tribute to Sam, yeah, and his work with the Baroque House as he moves on to future endeavors, which we look forward to and look forward to supporting. As should you, and you should go support Anti Wonderful on Indiegogo. Yes, but we're gonna start here with which movie? I forgot which one we said. Uh, Fluid Field. Ah, yes, twenty twenty. <laughs> twenty twenty, boys. Shit, I don't even have one labeled on here. I mean, you don't have one labeled. The last one. Oh. So you'll have to kind of give me the date and stuff on that one. Okay. Yeah. But this is from 2020s, what I have? That's what I have as well. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're already on a good track. But I will say, though, is like finding the exact dates was not the easiest for me. No. I used IMDb, I feel like, a lot. Well, I didn't have Letterboxd this week because Letterboxd keeps shutting down everything. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, they're starting to accept more mm-hmm. like stuff within the pornographic realm. The only thing I could find on Sam Hell on Letterboxd was... Uh, Let's stop at the morgue. I found uh, Vania. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a couple other stuff too. There's like ultraviolet color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which that's like his first short film, right? Is it? Or at least with the Broke House, I yeah. think. I have not seen that one. I have not either. I don't know where you even watch I think it's on his Venmo or Vimeo. Is that staying up? I think so, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, the VODs will be available, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. Um, so. This is from Don't 20- quote John on that. Just make sure. 
but I'm pretty sure he said that. Like, okay. He, I, I just think the big thing is he just doesn't want to handle the DVD stuff the anymore. Distribution, okay. yeah, is what it appears to me, which I can understand. It's probably really stressful. Yeah. But anyways, this is from 2020, and this is directed by Sam Hale. Sam Hale, yeah. <laughs> Starring uh, the only person that I really recognized was Felicia Fisher. Yes, that was the only person I recognized too. <laughs> and uh, this is Fluid Fields, which just recently got a Blu-ray re-release. Yes. This was out of print for a very long time. Which I, I do think if you wanted a physical copy of this one, I don't know if it's available right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to look. I got in on that shit, though. I did, too. I pre-ordered this motherfucker. I spent so much money getting the catalog. <laughs> <laughs> which, good job. Yes. Um, This is a really weird movie. <laughs> I don't know where to even begin with this fucking thing. So essentially, the plot of this is a producer by the name, what's his name, Mark Marcos. It's, it, I thought someone's coming in for a shoot named Marco. No, I think that's the producer. Oh, yeah, that's the producer who contacted Sam Hale to make a movie. Yeah, and gave him money to make a movie, and this is the movie that Sam made. Yeah, uh, it's split up into locations. Yes. Location one is blood sex, which is a lady masturbating with blood. Yeah. A little bit of a nod. Yes. Location two is body location. Body location, Which yes. these, there's two of them, and we'll get yeah. to the other one, are basically like, I took them as they're played as though this is real, and yeah. Sam stumbled upon a dead body while out filming the movie. What's well, like in Tumbling Doll of Flesh, the, uh, I think Rare mm-hmm. is on the TV screen. Yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. Location three is participation, which is the Felicia Fisher segment, I believe. You think so? Which is, uh, she is, <laughs> uh, vomiting and being made to vomit by someone else. Well, also, uh, giving someone some, pl- some pleasure. She's giving a blowy. Yeah, but then it's just straight, like, puke. Yeah, you puke now. The fluid's playing. <laughs> this movie is full of fluids. <laughs> <laughs> Location four is body dysmorphia. Yeah, which is a lady pleasuring herself in the shower as the camera distorts in a lot of really weird ways. Yeah, that just uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's just, fucking wild. Yeah, and location five is body location two, which once again Sam stumbles upon a corpse. Yeah. That's basically the plot of the movie. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the movie, they find out that the producer just kind of MIA'd on him and then appeared and was like, where's my fucking buddy? <laughs> and then the movie ends. Which, like, the entire time when they have the segments with him, like, talking about him, they're like, he's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? This is a, such a weird movie, man. Like, I don't I even know, know where to begin with it. Again, it's like 20 minutes, something yes. like that. It's probably the shortest, I think, of the ones we uh, yes. watched. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot to it. <laughs> it may be the shortest, but there's a lot, the most going on, I think. I was watching this, I was watching this, and the whole time I'm like, what's happening? I imagine this would be a bad movie to drop ass and watch. Um, well, see, when I, when I put this in here, I thought it was just going to be, like, like vomit fetish stuff. Vomit fetish stuff, yeah. When you hit play, you get a band, it's an assault. You get a band called RoboFuck. No, that's the song. It's Robo yeah. by the Misfits. Yeah, which it's basically Angel Fuck by the Misfits, but in this weird like poppy synth style. Yeah, it's like a little Robo Fuck. I seen you go down on everyone. And I'm I, like, 
oh, this is weird. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and like it's yellow. The, the the credits are like on a yellow background and they're vibrant red. Yeah. And the movie's kind of poppy at times and goofy, but then you get like fluids playing and it's just like holy shit. But I got two. I don't know if you, I don't know if yours was the exact same. Uh, but I had two warnings on mine. I did too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because it was like, this feature is like gore and grindcore and porn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, with stop watching now. And it was like, warning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait. What I, the things I really liked about this movie is, first of all, the way it's shot. It's yeah. super surrealistic. And there's these gorgeous shots of like Felicia Fisher like walking around the city. Yeah. They're kind of like almost like monochromatic in a way. Yeah. They're super good. They look so good. Um, there's also a lot of like weird hazy shots too. Yeah, that are really surreal. Yeah, the whole movie's like this weird surreal. Like you're not quite sure if it's supposed to be funny, or arousing, or yeah. scary, <laughs> or all the above. Uh, maybe it's supposed to be all the above. I think so, because <laughs> like wild. it's it's just a wild ride. Because like I said like the first section is like it may sound boring, but it's a chick like masturbating, covered in blood, mm. which is clearly probably an homage to Lady Lady and Sea of blood. blood, which is I know he really likes that movie. Yeah. And then, like, then, like I said, you get like these shots in the field, these dead bodies, which like to me felt almost traces of death, yeah, or maybe Kuretake Sarasaki. I say more Sarasaki. I say more f- traces of death because okay, when he finds the dead body, what's playing? Oh, fluids, yeah. fluids, death metal, you know. Fair enough. Or grindcore. Um, I don't know what you categorize fluids as. <laughs> I've heard people say brutal death metal. I've heard them say death grind. I've heard What's crazy is we kind of... I don't want to say much about this. I would not mention much about it right now. No, no, no. Not at all. But we kind of know somebody yeah. who might be working with fluids a little bit. Yeah. And that's just wild to know somebody who's like talked to them. <laughs> I, I will say if this if this happens, this is wild shit. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> it's come full circle, man. <laughs> it's like I stumbled upon them on like at a 3 a.m. journey yeah. into like... Metal music, because, like, for a while there, I was just, like, I gotta stop listening to the same, like, couple of songs, the same bands. We find some new shit, and I came across Fluids, and I'm like, oh, I, I recognize that sample. That's <laughs> fucked up. All right. Um, and then the music starts, and you're like, oh, my God. This is fucking insane. <laughs> it's an assault mm. on your senses. Yeah, that, that that all comes to fruition. That'll be insane. Yeah, which... We can't say... I'm not saying who... Or what the project is, yeah. or what they're working on, but just if it even happens, yeah, we, we'll see. You don't know, you know what I mean? I'm just saying that, like, we know somebody has been in contact with fluids, yeah, <laughs> which is awesome, yeah. But anyways, back to fluid fields, yeah, and like the title is literal, yes, because the movie has fluids and fields and fields. <laughs> you have yeah. bodily fluids and fields with dead people in them, <laughs> which I think, like, I, I looked at the behind the scenes after I watched this because at first I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> is this going to give me any insight into anything at all? Because this is its not what I was expecting. I, I almost feel like I probably should have rewatched it before we did this. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, okay. Um, and in the behind the scenes, you, you see like someone, I think, peeing? Mm-hmm. That was cut out, I guess? Yeah. Except that it does not give you any. any. No, no. <laughs> Don't expect any of that from any of the behind <laughs> the scenes. Um, and like the film has this weird, creepy atmosphere throughout the whole thing. Yeah, almost like you like when you get like location 
whatever you're like, what's this one going to be? Yeah. Which I like that aspect of it a lot. It's almost like an anthology, but with no tie together wraparound or any no. really semblance of cohesion in, in any sense of the matters other than fluids and fields. Yeah. I... But I really like this one. I don't know. I feel like I like this one more than you did. Yeah. I think you were kind of befuddled by it. <laughs> I still am. I'm, st- I'm still like... I'm not even sure what this is. Right? Yeah. But you, you're talking about it and being like, and like t- talk, you know, talk, t- talking about it. And at the same time, it's like, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> so this is just, this is an odd one. It's an anomaly for sure. Yes. What I, it's not for everybody. Some people watch this and be like, I, that was nothing. <laughs> but for me, it's like, it's just a weird, surreal horror art piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will say the avenues and stuff that, that that this journey of being in this scene has taken me down is <laughs> the movies fucking you bizarre. watch. <laughs> yeah, stuff you buy. Yeah, the really crazy thing to me, like the, one of my favorite scenes, is definitely the Felicia Fisher yeah. puking sequence. There's some great fucking shots that you actually used. Yeah, for the teaser poster that I liked a lot. I think they looked really good. Yeah. And uh, but it's almost Thank silly you. at the same time because you got this like, <laughs> but it's more playful. It's not super violent. Yeah, you know, it it is. You know, you know what I describe this as? Hmm? Going to the band Fluids' Instagram page or any of their social medias because it's like, oh, that's kind of goofy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and the ending. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> you motherfucker. You motherfucker. <laughs> Where's my fucking money? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, this is an anomaly. I don't know what else to say about it's it. It's an oddball movie that I really, really dig. Yes. That you like. Yeah, I, I, I liked... I do feel like I need to re-watch it, though, as I said. Don't watch it as, like, you like normally in anthology, you watch it and you're like... Segment by segment, and like, okay, this is my favorite segment. That's yeah. Favorite. This is not that kind of thing. No. You watch this as a piece, as a as a whole, and you take it in as an experience more than you watch it to enjoy it as a movie. Yeah. Um, you definitely see the influences on Sam. In oh, this, for sure. Like pretty early on yeah. in it, Lady in the Sea of Blood. Yeah, like Lady in the Sea of Blood. Um, I'd say stuff like Terrible Meal. Even. Yeah. There's like this really cool sequence where I think it is Sam Hale, yeah, like sitting at a computer, watching Latency of Blood, Latency yeah. of Blood, and like there's all these posters on the wall and like these like playing cards and things like that. And I, yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene as well. It's again, as, as I said, it's an oddball one. For it's sure. weird, man, but I really dug it personally. I, I had to rewatch it, but I, I did. I do did think it has like some of the lowest all. ratings of any of the movies we reviewed this week. Yeah, I think it's got one of the lowest ratings. People oh. seem to. Not dig this one as much, but personally, I don't know. I had a good time with it. Oh, I enjoyed well. my, as um, who says I've enjoyed my oh, Mister Parker. I think he yeah. says like, I enjoyed my time with it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't unhappy when I was watching it. I I, I wasn't unhappy, but I was. Okay. I was uh, very confused because I did not know what to expect at all. I'm taking any notes on this one? What I just watched. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Oh God. Yeah, fluid fields. I dug it. Hmm. Quite a bit. Next one uh, is from 2019. Yeah. Is that what you got? That's yeah. what I got, yeah. Starring also Felicia Fisher. Yes. Who, you know, we just got to take a brief second to say Felicia Fisher is fucking awesome. Yes. She is 
naturally charisma, charisma, naturally charismatic. <laughs> she is charisma. She is charisma. <laughs> She's naturally charismatic and likable mm. in everything she does, and that adds so much to her characters, especially in a movie like this. Yeah, what happens later, you genuinely get a sense of like dread about it. Yeah, you dig her. Yeah, she, she's she's very cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I think she's a fantastic actress. I think she's a badass. Oh yeah, she's fearless. And I mm-hmm. think that's fucking awesome. Uh, I'd love to have her on the show one day for sure. Especially coming up with Chum Bucket, I'm very excited yes. to see what she's going to be able to do in that. And that's not even including like, I'm I'm sure, um, she's working with a ton of people too. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see 2022 being a year where she blows up. Yeah, for sure. Which I will say, like, it's pretty wild she hasn't already. Yeah. In, at least in the underground, I'd say. For sure. More, I, I, I expect to see her in a lot more roles. I know she's yeah. going to be in, was it Thrust? Yeah. From Victor Bonacore. So, you know. I mean, the thing the thing is, she just has natural talent for she stuff. She does, yeah. So. And like I said, she's just so likable. Like, when she's on screen, you're captivated. Well, yeah, I mean, if you listen to uh, the interview with, with her with um, Jonathan Doe, immediately, you're mm-hmm. like, I'm invested in she's cool. this. Yeah. Yeah. Which I will say, there there are interviews I have listened to in the past and present that I'm like, it's fascinating. But sometimes it's like, eh. Yeah, exactly. Where with her, like immediately, like it just clicks. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I like this person. So Green Hell is the movie yeah. we're covering. Touch and feel it. Want to see it? Green Hell? Huh? Touch and feel it. Want to see it? Green Hell. Green Hell. Want to see Green Hell? Green Hell. <laughs> I didn't realize the. The uh, misfits, yeah, <laughs> touch in the these this episode. <laughs> Green Hell. Somehow I did not pick up on that Robofuck was. Well, first of all, the band's called Misfits. Yeah, which I should have picked up on that. Yeah, which I I did pick up on that, but I did not pick up on the fact it was Angel Fuck. Yeah, little as, Angel Fuck. I seen you go down on everyone. I don't know how I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm a dummy. Anyways, um, Green Hell is definitely 100 percent Sam Hell's. Uh, Love letter, if you will. Yeah. If you want to call this movie a love letter. <laughs> well. To uh, 70s roughies. And in particular, a movie like Forced Injury and or Water Power. Yeah. So what we have uh, the beginning, we have Felicia Fisher. Mm. She's partaking in some bondage. Yeah. Uh, with Torture Wolf, correct? Yes. Um, she is some pretty crazy shit with some... Oh, my some God. knives and muzzles and... Well, like, I, I was watching, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. Some bondage stuff, and then Torture Wolf pulls out a fucking machete. machete yeah. I'm like, excuse <laughs> me, what? <laughs> what the fuck? But then you kind of get that cool moment where it's like, all right, cut. We're gonna move to the next scene. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's a. Uh, it's the same. It's a set. Yeah. You know, which I thought was a great way to do that. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, where's this going? Especially if you don't know the plot of the movie. Which, yeah. Sorry, guys. We're gonna take the plot of the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> but if you didn't like, that's a cool. Yeah. Thing where it's like, oh, oh, okay. You know, I see yeah. you now. So she finishes the scene, gets paid. You know, you kind of learn that she's kind of an aspiring fetish actress. Yeah. And uh, she decides to kind of go peruse Cali. Was it Cali? Yeah, uh, L.A., I'm LA, pretty sure. yeah. Because I know she's out of Chicago, I believe. Yeah. Because that's where um, I'm pretty sure anyway. Fluid Fields takes place in Chicago. Yeah. But, um, you know, she decides to go to peruse the street, and she runs into this guy. A, a ex-military vet played by a guy named Billy Boston. Mm-hmm. Which, it, we know he's an ex-military vet. No, 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 no. I think that's the, that's the character. No, I'm saying the character. Yeah, I I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, it's at least alluded to. You think so? Because when I'm re-watching it, I wasn't 100% sure about that, to be honest with you. 
Well, and again, his Sam Hale's interview, he said there was a forced injury cut of mm. this that he did not, re- he was not going to release. Oh, where so it shows I, like non flashback and stuff like y- that. Yeah, which I, I, I assume it's yeah. supposed to be like that. <coughs> I'm choking on water. Anyways, you know, recipes, he, headphone users. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> he he kind of like you know cat calls her. Yeah, a little bit like, hey baby, what's going on, right? But you should not do. No, it's a terrible thing to do. It's gross. And she's like, "Fuck you, man!" You know, yeah, like, being being a perv, being an <laughs> asshole. You fucking weirdo. But he's delusional and fucked up. Yeah. So in his head, he's like, "Oh, she said yes." <laughs> Fuck. So he begins to stalk her. Yeah. And ultimately, he follows her back to her hotel room, breaks in, and well, you can guess what happens next. <laughs> yeah, not, nothing good. Happens. Nothing good. Very bleak. Very dark. <laughs> this this one's rough. This is bleak. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of Sam's definitely more fucked up movies. Not saying yeah. something. You know, Sam specializes in pretty fucked up shit. I do think the most fucked up of his is coming up. Later. Oh, for sure, I agree. But 100%. but this one, yeah. Uh, man. It's it's nihilistic. It's yeah. bleak. It, it is definitely. It's funny because it's like the roughest genre in general is so weird. Yeah. Because, like, you know, Water Power at least kind of has a sense of humor to it. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, that anima, that first anima scene, come on now. I mean, it. it I don't, it's still it's still rape. It is. But, like, forced injury. Like, I've always been like, who's turned on by this? Because it's so fucking nihilistic and bleak. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. And that's kind of this movie, you know? It's like... Yeah. It really pays homage to that style where it's like, man, this is this is dark. Yeah, this is really fucked up. And the performances are great. Yes. And I love the um, the voiceover for, like, you know, you hear what's inside that, his head. That was one of my favorite parts, honestly. Me too. It's like, where normally you can you can assume that's kind of what's going on, but, like, they, they, you know, the, the character is like, oh, I'm going to do this anyway. Where with him, it's like... You hear the delusions. Yeah, the delu- the... The delusions of grandeur the that fantasies are fantasies like, in his yeah. head. You know, that he's completely disattached from reality. Yeah. You know, because it's like, she's like, fuck you, dude, and walks away, but he says, like, did you? It's like almost like someone's talking to him. Like, he yes. has, like, a fucking devil on his shoulder or something like that. There's no angel. Yeah, he's like, did you hear what she said? She yeah. said you could fuck her. And it's like, whoa. You know, yeah. like, that's really cool. Like, that's a great touch to the movie. Yeah. That's so much to that guy's character. Considering it's a short film. This one's very unnerving, man. Yeah. Because and I would be like, honestly, like, I know he's done with the Broke House, if, you know, yeah. he said. But, like, this one, like, you know, kind of like where Flesh Eater X is kind of like the spiritual successor to Love yeah. Dove. Not necessarily a sequel mm-hmm. or just a feature length version of that movie, but it's yeah. kind of the spiritual successor to it. Yeah. I would love to see him kind of expand this ideal as well. I agree. Because this one, I really fucking love it a lot. Um, honestly, like, a lot of his stuff I would have I enjoyed more of. For sure, yeah. But at the same time, I, I do understand like he is done with this stuff. Yeah, he's moving on to something else. Yeah, but like you know, once he gets to the hotel room, like that shit is intense. Yeah, <laughs> very intense. It's and, yeah, it, it's it's hard to watch. And you know, all of almost all of Sam's movies features unsimulated sex, yeah, de- and graphic depictions of it, and that adds a lot to this movie because yeah. it's like you're seeing the act. Yeah. You know, there's no insinuating. No. <laughs> it's there in your face. Yeah, it's showing it's just showing you everything. Yeah, and that, that adds a lot to it, honestly. Yeah. 
and makes it intense. Uh, that's probably the best way of describing the uh, describing Green Hell is intense mm-hmm. because uh, again they both do their roles very well. Yeah, and it, it, I mean especially the ending of this, which we won't get into. We're not going to spoil for sure because you know that's not what we do. No, but it's it's pretty haunting in a way. Yeah, it's fucked up for sure. It's like fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> it. This one and of course we'll get to it later. Are for me are both gut punches of movies for sure. Yeah, and great uses of the medium of a short film. Yeah, you know what I, I would love to see this movie expanded on, of course. But yeah, it, he does such a good job in the time he uh, gave himself to shoot. You know, yeah, to tell the story and he he does an amazing job of, of portraying everything. Oh yeah, you know th- again it's not a movie for everybody. No, you know if you're not into <laughs> if you're if you don't want to see like hardcore sex. Yeah, you know it's definitely yeah. not for you. Yeah, which I will say, like, if you're not looking to see hardcore sex, I would say probably not watching any of these. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the broke house stuff or club disgust or uh, was this one gross, gross video, gross video, yeah, all depict like real unsimulated sex and fetishes. Yeah, they're all triple X. Well, I will say, like, not it's not always like unsimulated fetish. We'll get to that later too. Yeah, but um. A lot of times it is very like un- it's very unsimulated and pornographic. And everything. Yeah, pornographic. Yeah, they're fetishes. Yeah, you know. Um, Which I know Sam did a real blood fetish movie. Yeah, like it's not like fake blood. Yeah, for sure. Which I don't do not have, unfortunately. No, is that part of the blood's crows inside or? I don't think so. Mm. Fuck. I think <laughs> I think it. I think it was also called hard gore. Hard gore. Yeah. Which I think it's on his Vimeo. I'd like to see it. If, again, if the Vimeo is still staying up, I don't know. Uh, as far as I know. I, uh, <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, one thing I'll say about the movie, too, is uh, the lead looks like Scott Mosier from uh, <laughs> View Askew. Wait, what? He's, uh, he's Kevin Smith's producer. Oh. He looks a lot like Scott Mosier. Oh my god! So that kind of freaked me out because <laughs> I never thought about Scott Mosier as a rapist. <laughs> Something else I thought about in this, for some reason, is like he's been standing outside. You assume all day. He's probably stinky. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Unless he just went out and they just happened oh, well. circumstances. Well, like in the fictional realm of the movie, I do think that, because, like, he's... The first time you see him, he's outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming, like, he's just fucking sweaty. It's a, it's such an interesting thing, too, because it does play on that, like, like the happen circumstance. Like, yeah. these are just two strangers that just happened to pass. She just happened to pass this one guy, and it leads to this snowball of violence and atrocity. You yeah. know, it's like... It's really, Depravity, yeah. And realistic, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's just that one person just roaming out there. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they look like. They could look normal. Mm-hmm. And they may be the one that <laughs> brings you your downfall, you know? Which is frightening. My stomach is making weird noises. Apologize. <laughs> I haven't ate. John's dying on air. That's okay. It happens. It happens? That's some views, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no one's actually viewing this. Anyways, uh, Green Hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just super, like, I really dug this one, like, when I was watching it. Yeah. And I was watching this one, too, at a particular rough point, because I was starting to still feel sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one in Love Dump, in particular, I was starting to... I was getting rough. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not a movie you could sit here and be like, oh, 
it's fun. You enjoy it. But it's such a well done movie that it's like, yeah, it's a it's it's worth your time for sure. Yeah. And um, you know, something we haven't talked about yet is I don't know, Sex Android. Sex Android, the band, the band, oh, yeah, who does uh, a lot of the music, yeah. Which I don't know if that is Sam Hale. Yeah. There's a lot of mystery around Sam Hale and a lot of stuff he does. Because like I remember when I first got Blue Android, and I was like, who's was it Akiko Janos? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, that's Sam. Like, that's Sam Hale. Oh. <laughs> I was like... Which Fluidfield is produced by. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> like He has like multiple like aliases and like things yeah. he goes under. I don't know if it's him or not. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Sex Android is him. Yeah. But uh, regardless, I really dig the style. Yes. Like, it's this, like built up like it's like synth yeah but it's like it's hard to explain it's just always like it, cre- it creates an a- it creates an atmosphere but so unique yeah like his his films have such a unique atmosphere because of that music more than yeah. anything you know what i mean he always like ends it like i like that he doesn't like other than like fluid fields he doesn't put the metal in the movie yeah you know, because I think a lot of times that comes off really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine the, you know, the scene, the rape scene? Yeah, this movie like, <laughs> it'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know? the only thing I will say is like, if you watched like Traces of Death, for example, right? And you're like, oh, it's just gonna be like this horrible shit with these songs on. It's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be kind of goofy, maybe. I don't know. If, some of that stuff is not very goofy. No. It's hard. It's hard to get a laugh out of something like that. But they're also not edited to the music either. No, that would change a lot of things. Yeah, but like I like that. Like he does use metal at the end of the movie, so it's almost like this. Like at the end of it, like this exclamation point at the end of his movie. Does this one have metal at the end? I don't, that I don't remember. I remember my, one of my favorite parts of the soundtrack is the guitar. Yeah, I, that was like that's the shit that's on the menu. Yes. I thought that was very very oh, good. It's so fucking good, haunting. Yeah, it, it captures. Mm-hmm. His influence. That's that's one thing I love about Sam's stuff, is you can see the influences that he wears on his sleeves, but it's never to the point where it's like, oh, see what I'm doing? Yeah, it's very uniquely him. Yeah. At the same time, it's creating something new out of something that he appreciates himself. Yeah. And one thing about this movie, I think you'd be surprised by, is it's very quiet. Yes. It's a very silent movie. Where like even like in fluid fields and the other ones we'll talk about, there is music playing during scenes. But this one, when the scene is happening, there's it's it's pretty silent. Other than like his voice over in his head. Yeah, which adds to the uh, the, the the I guess the grossness of <laughs> the, it, the uncomfortableness. Yeah, but it's like like you said, that guitar rift is so fucking good. It is like as soon as you said, I heard it in my head. Yeah. That ding ding. Which I'm pretty sure is it's the it's a guitar version of a song that is in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was very very good, for sure. And it's like that's what I liked about it. like that's that, that's such an interesting choice. Yeah. To go like because even the music. Yeah. In the movie, it's very quiet, mm-hmm. very subdued. You know, and it builds that pay that that atmosphere. That it, you know, I know it's his like homage to like the Ruffies and Forced Entry, but it feels like something like Last House and Left as well. Yeah. Especially last something left with the guitar stuff in it yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, overall, why do we both take drinks at the same time? I don't that was know. so stupid. I don't <laughs> like, know. we should be talking on a podcast. We're both like, <laughs> honestly, like I think about the concept of the podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. 
it does make me wonder, like, why do we listen to podcasts? I don't know, it's fun. I don't know, like, in my brain now, I'm like, it's really just people talking about things. Yeah. For a long period of time. But, uh. Especially yeah. us. Long periods of time. Yeah. <laughs> We're long-winded motherfuckers. So. Yeah. I don't know, Green Hell It's a very good one. Very fucking good movie. Um, it is... Again, it's not for everybody. Again, kudos to the actors, too. Yes. Brave performances. Very yeah. brave. I was like, I couldn't imagine even getting, like, nude in a normal no. movie. Especially not with my little fucking... <laughs> you just gonna sh- talk shit on your own dick like this? <laughs> I got no shame, bro. Just know this by now. That's rough. <laughs> That's fucking rough. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time looking in the mirror sometimes. Yeah, right. Like so, like to like put yourself out there and not just out there in a vulnerable state as it is, but in a very emotionally vulnerable way. Yeah, because well, you got to get into that performance, you know, and like experience this. Yeah, which Felicia does a great job of doing, mm-hmm. and so does uh, Billy Bo- uh, Billy Boston. Yeah, great name. Yeah, Billy Boston. <laughs> Billy Boston. <laughs> it does give off actual just Boston, Boston vibes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Green Hell, I think, is fucking awesome. Super atmospheric, well shot. Yeah. Sam's a great cinematographer, too. I not even talking about, like, the American flag in the background, oh, too. so good. Yeah. And the credits, like, the font choice, which I know it's my graphic designer mm-hmm. brain, but I'm like, mm. it, it always feels very meticulous in Sam's stuff. Yeah. Like, he picked these things out for a reason. I always know, like, a font is great when I can't recreate it on paper. Mm-hmm. And I have to... <laughs> look it up. Look it up, or look it up, or uh, just have a hard time creating. Just be like, "Fuck it, I'll do something else." As you can see on my paper. Yeah. And <laughs> but like, yeah, it always feels very meticulous, and it always feels like it has a point. Yes. Like he doesn't feel like there's no choice he makes that is just there. Yeah. You know, like you said, the American flag is there for a reason. For a reason. That font style he picked to create the similar feel. Yeah. You know that it. it, it it, 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 it invokes a certain feeling when you see it. Yeah. You know? It feels like all that stuff is very to the point and for a reason. I, I would describe Green Hell as a very fucked up... Um, it's definitely an American movie. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. So, yeah. yeah. I love it. I thought it was very, very good. Yes. Yeah. Haunting ending. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> Yeah. Considering <laughs> how small it is, like it's so low budget, but he does little things that create and make you feel claustrophobic, but at the same time that there is a world yeah. outside. Yeah, like it, it is not just like secluded to one room. Yeah. Which I like a lot. Yeah. But uh, next up from uh, 2019 question. That's what I got mark, as well. Is Vania. Yes. Now, I had not seen Vania. You had not. Fluid no. Fields and this were the two that I had not seen. However, you had seen Vania. Yeah, I had seen Vania. I had not seen Green Hell mm-hmm. or Fluid Fields up until watching them. I had watched uh, Vania. Of course, people know already because we talked about it, but Love Dump. Love Dump. I'd seen both of those before this. Hmm. I, yeah. 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 So this one, of uh, we have this lady. Um. They they go by they them they them right. yes they, they. Yeah. <laughs> we have this person <laughs> this person who um, may or may not be a vampire yes they talk about they hunger for blood blood and they also seem to have like a sexual 
attraction as well as yeah. we see little definitions throughout the movie too that talk about like this is the sexual arousal of yeah blood and things of that. And basically, we go through her, you know, trying to subdue the hungers and you know fight the urges until she eventually gives in and invites a person to their um place and, yes you know you can you can guess what happens next yeah um no, no, nothing good <laughs> um yeah we didn't even say the people's names in this it's ossuary angel and torture wolf so i didn't write that one down you didn't write that one down i did not okay <laughs> um yeah i dig this one you like this one more than i do yeah i do like this movie it just i feel like i've seen this done okay you know uh, and done bigger Okay, yeah. To me, it's like you know, it it has very similar ideals to Martin. Yeah. Or even um, Joe Bagos's Bliss. Yeah. Uh, you know it, that ideal. It's like I might be a vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, but like maybe I'm also just mentally ill. Yeah. I, I do think it takes it a direction. It takes it a very sexual direction, though. For sure. In which, comparison, which I do like. You know. Yeah. I do like that. Where it's like, you know, because it's like sexuality and vampirism does seem to go, like, hand in hand. Yeah, this one goes there. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I do love the way the movie is shot. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. Again, the soundtrack, I think, is really good. Yes. There's a sequence where she's, like, kind of, like, vamping out, going crazy, Mm -hmm. while there's a strobe going off. That... Looks so cool. That was great. I thought that sequence was was really really good. And there's but, a scene when they're in like a bathtub, mm-hmm. covered in blood. Yeah, and then like it goes like super like monochrome black metal look even. Yeah, <laughs> and I think those those shots look fucking awesome. Yeah, and and the performances are good. Everybody yeah. in the movie does a good job. I, I I like both of their performances. Though the yeah. one you know they really don't get a chance to like do Too a much, whole lot. Yeah. But you know for what they did, that it was good. They show up to a crib and get killed. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the lead though is really good. I really enjoyed yeah. their performance a lot. Uh, the voiceover, I thought they did great with that too. Yeah. Um, Which I think, um, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Ossuary Angel also did the uh, podcast stuff for Flesh Eater X. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Not sure, but I'd have to like look at like stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, like ultimately, it's like I don't know. I feel like this one's a little like like yeah, okay, Green Hell. Like, mm-hmm. You know, that definitely is, you know, an homage to uh, Ruffies, you know. Yeah. But this one in particular, I was just like, I don't know, like, it just felt like treaded ground. I see that, but also I don't see anything with going over the treaded ground. Yeah. Because, like, again, if you look at movies of the past, for example, like, you look at, like, the Ox Underground movies, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of other movies that came after and even before. For sure. That have that same idea. I don't think going over Treaded Ground is a bad thing. No, but I don't know. It also plays on just blood fetishism in general. For sure, it does. Also, this one, too, it's like, I don't know. I wanted more of them going around and, like, picking people up. Yeah. It only happens once, mm. and it's a 30-minute movie, and that sequence lasts maybe five minutes. Yeah. The rest of the movie is them kind of just masturbating and things like that. And honestly, I was getting kind of bored. <laughs> I, I I can see that. I I don't know. I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I, yeah. I like the art house feel of it, too. I, I like that, too. And I, I by no means think this is bad. Yeah. You know, I did like it. 
Mm. I just, of the three, to me, it was the one that I felt a little tedious. Okay. To get through. Um, I, I don't know. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, the, the premise where it's like this person who's like, oh, I, I think I'm a vampire. Mm. And is like trying to hold off these urges of, you know, killing and drinking blood, but gives into it. Yeah. I also feel like in it. I feel like they could have um, gone further with that as well. well yeah, because a lot of the voiceover just talking about like you know the the hunger pains, the urges. Yeah, you know, almost uh, almost like a like needing a fix kind of thing. Yes, it would be interesting to see if they explored like you know vampires are supposed to live forever. Yeah, you know, so maybe they could have got into like you know I have dreams of my past. Mm-hmm. You know. A past that I feel like I've lived. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a movie... It's by no means, like, an amazing movie. But, like, Night Owl... Yeah. Um, does things like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like... It, it brings even more into question... You know, are these just dreams? Are these just, like, fantasies? Or has this person, you know, lived thousands of years? Yeah. You know, Martin has parts of that as well, you know? I think the look of the movie is also very good, too. Oh yeah, it's shot very interestingly. Yeah, um, because like they go out and walk around outside, mm-hmm. and like they have like sunglasses on and trying to prevent sunlight and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And the way that Sam captures that is by boosting up the brightness yeah. to the point where it's 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 uh, it's hard to look at. It's super saturated. Yeah, With it, a lot it, of the color kind of just sucked out yeah. as well, and then. When you get to the, you know, the aspects of the, when they're in the room with blood and stuff like that, it's back to normal. Mm, with the colors kind of boosted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Nocturnal I, aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that as well. But like I said, like, I don't know. I just feel like more could have been done with this ideal. I, I get that. And I, I do I do agree with you on that. I do think you could there could be more done with that. But at the same time, I... I don't know something about it. I don't. I don't know what it is. Mm. I just. I really enjoy this one. And like I said, I don't. I don't want it to come off as though I dislike this movie. I do not dislike yeah. this movie at all. I think it's. I think it's good. Hmm. I it's just like. Like I said, like there's movies out there that have done this, and I think done it better. Fair enough. You know, like I said, like it'd been interesting if like they explored that idea more. Like, why do they think they're a vampire? Yeah. Why you know? Yeah. And you ain't gotta be like you can gotta like write it out and like mm. you know spell it out for everybody. Oh, right. But, like, just, like, other than just the blood stuff, like, what is it that makes them feel like they're a vampire? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, do, I do think it could have been delved into a little bit more, but same, at the same time, I, I think, I thought it was rather enjoyable. And, like, there's scenes where, like, you see, like, these vials? Yes. Of blood? Let me know what that is, you know? I assumed it was, like... Essentially, like little doses of the mm-hmm. blood to get through to the next time they decide to kill. Like it'd be interesting if like there was a part of it where it's more like they don't want to kill. Well, I mean that's mentioned in it, but uh, you could I guess you could have delved into it a little bit more. Yeah. Ultimately, I, my problem with this movie is just it's just I don't know. This one in particular, like where the sex and stuff in the other movies was like, oh, it feels like it belongs. Yeah. This one, I'm like. Okay, your this masturbation scene's going on. Mm. I want to get back to what this movie's about. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I could do them without. Like let's let's cut that shit down and mm. get more into the story. 
but I guess at the same time, like some of this stuff is supposed to be just it's supposed to be erotic. So it is, yeah. And I get that for sure. You yeah, know? and I try to like keep that in mind when I'm watching stuff like this. Yeah, but there are points where I'm like, all right, you're trying to tell a story at the same time, and the story's taking a back seat. <laughs> yeah, you want to get on with the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Story, story. Stop trying to make me hard <laughs> and tell me what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. I, and like I said, I don't dislike the movie. Yeah. I don't want to make it come off like I hated this movie or anything like that. Yeah. No, this isn't a duck the carbon hire massacre situation <laughs> all over again. I did not hate this movie. This movie I thought was good. No, oh God, not, not not duck again. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> but like, I don't know. You do not hate duck as much as you do Donald Farmer, though. That is true. <laughs> For no reason. The poor man may be a sweetheart, but I can't stand his fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> the hatred for Donald Farmer that John has is fucking insane. Like I said, like he may be a sweetheart of a person. Yeah. And that hey, more power to him. But Demon Queen <laughs> is probably his best movie and it ain't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Savage whatever. Savage Vengeance. Fuck God almighty, that movie sucks ass, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, back to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I see your points and I understand them, but at the same time for some reason. With this movie, I, it kind of it kind of just clicked with me. I don't know why, per se, but I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel like you if you're if you're gonna be like I'm a vampire, mm-hmm. then go with that. Okay. If not, then make it vague. Yeah. And like we have to figure it out. Right. You know, not that they think they're a vampire. We have to figure out are they a vampire or not. Yeah. That might be a more interesting way. Like, if maybe just take the narration out and just let it be completely visual. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that would have worked better for me. Right. I, I Again, I, I, I get it. Like, trying to put the pieces together, and then at the end you get the, and the you see the fangs, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I get it, you know? Yeah. That might have worked better for me, too. But, like, once you start adding all these things that I think are way more interesting than the visuals you're showing me, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, I kind of just want to know <laughs> this stuff, you know? Right. Um... And the only thing I want to say is, like, Sam is great in a lot of things he does. Leave your text on the screen a little bit longer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that with a lot of filmmakers. Though. True. But this, like, I remember this movie in particular, I'm like, mm-hmm, this is the, what? oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and that, I had a problem with that in Fluid Fields. Yeah, that too, yeah. yeah. Which I was trying to read it. I was like, ah, fuck. That's what I'm saying. Sam, a little longer on the text, please. <laughs> some of us are not smart and need to, time to read. <laughs> some of us are illiterate. Yeah, some of us are, don't read. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, I did think this movie was good. Just for me, this was the weakest of the four. I mean, uh, fair, fair enough, I guess. I, I do think my personal weakness is fluid fields, but sometimes I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of like swapped. Yeah. Vania and fluid <laughs> yeah. fields. Cause like, I was really excited about going into this one. Cause I remember you being like, oh, I really love Vania. Vania is really cool. Yeah. Like I'm, and I was like, Oh shit, I really want to watch this. I'm excited to watch this. And when it was over, I was just kind of like, oh, fuck. killed the mic stands again. <laughs> um, we got the mic stands. Oh yeah. My case, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> um, when it was done, I was just kind of like, you wanted more from it. Yeah. I was like, it was good, but... Maybe I hopped it up a little much. Maybe. Know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's your fault. Oh. Maybe you should apologize to Sam Hamill right now. <laughs> oh, just, oh, I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're robbing his movie. That's fucked up, man. I didn't mean I'm robbing nothing. <laughs> it's still good. I still recommend yeah. watching it, for sure. But last, but certainly not least... Oh, boy. 
the movie that introduced me to Sam Hale. Yes. Like, it's an interesting backstory, because I feel like, for a period of time, I would go on Instagram, and, like, every day I would see an image mm-hmm. of this person in, like, a gimp mask. Yeah. And they're kind of, like, looking down, like, there's, like, white behind them and stuff like that, and it just struck me. Yeah. With, like, blood on their chest. I was like, it just struck me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? And it took me forever to kind of, like, figure it out, and I figured out... All this images from this movie called Love Dump. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know who I was following. Which is funny because, like, when we interviewed Jonathan Doe. Yeah. I mentioned this. How you turned me on to his channel, Cinema's Underbelly. Mm-hmm. But I had been following him on Instagram way before that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened or, like, why I started following him. But way before I discovered his YouTube channel, I was already following. So maybe he was posting stuff about it. I should go back and look and do some research on this. Yeah. It's fascinating because I feel like, like I said, for like a week straight, I kept seeing, like it just kept popping up in my feed. Yeah. This this loved up movie. Which I remember, uh, it was around that same time, you discovered his works, Sam Hill, of mm. course, who we're talking about this Sam fucking Hill, show. Yeah, I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the subject of the, the show. The subject of the fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're like, go check out uh, a broke house. Broke I, house. I, need, I need you to look at these trailers and stuff. And I was like, okay. I was going through it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because I remember telling you at the time, I'm like, this might be a guy we got to watch out for. Yeah. Because it had been a minute. Like, Joe Meredith might have been the last guy in the, like, real underground. Yeah. Who I discovered who I was like, that guy is going to be special. hmm You know? This was like, I saw that image from Love Dump, and I went and looked up a broke house, and, uh, you know, I watched all the trailers, and it was just like, these look crazy. Yeah. This looked like this could be really fucking cool. I remember you were like, it's kind of like, uh, it's like if you took, you know, the fetish stuff of, you know, you know, the Japanese stuff as well as like American Ruffies and you brought that to modern day. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Yeah. And so like eventually curiosity got the best of me and I ordered. Yeah. Loved up. And from there it's been a snowball ever since, you know, I've, yep. been, on the, I've been on the bandwagon ever since. Oh yeah. Because, you know, spoiler alert, this movie's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. This one, is, not only is it really good, it is... Oh boy! Yeah, this um, is fucked. But it's crazy because, like I said, like I don't know why it kept popping my feed. Maybe it was just fate, destiny. Yeah, it was destiny for us to discover Sam Hell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to describe the plot of this one? Sure, but you need to give me the actresses, the lead name. Uh, the lead's name. Hang on. Uh, Wolf. Wolf fucking damn it! I'm an idiot. Hang on. I know I wrote it down somewhere on here. He wrote it down. He wrote it down. Wolvie Iron Bear. Wolvie Iron Bear. Because they do a... Bah, oof. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the other girl is Apricot Pits. Oh. Yeah. Still off the Apricots and Pears? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wolvie Iron Bear's performance is just fucking fantastic. She fucking n- nails Her this. presence is incredible. Yes. So, yeah, this basically is we have a, uh, she's a transsexual lady. Yeah. I want to put that out there, because I think that's important. I think yeah. it's really cool. She's trans, yes. Yes, I think it's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's representation in a way that, like, I don't think any people thought about, but it's yeah. really awesome, you know? And uh, she is traveling to this area mm-hmm. because she has done something that she's running from. Yeah. Yeah. This something is very brutal <laughs> and very, very fucked. Very fucked. <laughs> this is also in LA. Yeah, I don't want to spoil that though, because you know that that's a first. The first little like, even without seeing it, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 
And you begin to understand through narration, which is done by a cop yeah. who is reading her diary yeah. that she's left behind. Um, just her thought process and her escalation. You begin to discover that she is a serial killer yeah. who's moved into L.A. And she's trying to do all these things to kind of like suppress the urges mm. until she finally gives into the urge. And does some horrific fucking shit. Yeah, and escalates like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a perfect example of escalation. Yeah. <laughs> like, a person's fucking, like, mental state. Mm-hmm. And, and, like... How far someone will go to, like, let, let urges go. Yeah. And, like, the first thing, like, again, like, Wolfie Iron Bear, she has such a presence on camera. Yeah. That, like, I think it's a perfect reason why they used her again yeah. for Flesh Eater X. Yeah. Because she's very tall. Yeah. Thin, but just has this, like, captivating presence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she really has a, a, a great on-screen uh, presence. Without saying really anything. Yeah. You know everything. You know what yeah. I mean? You know everything within the first couple of minutes. Yeah. And, like, this movie, you want to talk about graphic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this movie is graphic. Not only in its violence, but its sexual aspects, too. Yeah. It goes there. It, it feels icky. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it feels icky. Like, you imagine this hotel room stanks. <laughs> <laughs> For multiple reasons. Because, I mean, there's like a point like where she's masturbating with a fucking pig's head. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is... I think you were right. We were talking about this the other yeah. day. I'm pretty sure it's not real. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a... A prop. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. It looked rub- sort of rubbery. Yeah, also, like, she uses the mouth... And yeah, if, if it was an actual, the palate yeah. of the pig's mouth would be real rough. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I dissected a pig in college, and their palates are very rough. <laughs> but I could be wrong about that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, like, just the look of the fucking pig's head is so disgusting. fucking disgusting. Yeah. And like I said, like, it's such a scuzzy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While at the same time being kind of beautifully shot as well. Oh, yeah. With great music. Again, very quiet. Yeah. The narration, because they do narrate, like, Flesh Eater X, I wouldn't say, is just the feature-length version of Love Dump. Yeah. Because it's a lot different in, in its yeah. execution. Different motives, too. Yeah. Where this one, the narr- the narration in that one serves its purpose by telling the story. Yeah. The narration in this one is creepy. Yes. The way the guy uh, delivers the lines is very creepy and leaves you kind of mm. hanging on every word. Especially the end, mm-hmm. with the end dialogue where you get another piece of audio that plays over it. Yeah, it's, it's very familiar. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, these these sex scenes in this, uh, I'd imagine, for most people, are not for any sort of pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> because it gets very violent. Very violent. And like, we, I mean, this ain't a spoiler saying that she kills. A yeah. Hooker. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, come on now. You know what this movie's going to be about. Well, yeah. But, like, at one point, like, she's, like, teasing her, right? Yeah. And she pulls out a knife. Oh, my God. And, and the and the girl goes along with it. Yeah, it try, it's essentially just trying to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with it as long as you don't actually fucking hurt me. Yeah, but you don't know that because you don't see, they don't speak. Yeah. It's not until the dialogue where she's like, and I thought it was just such a fucking, like, f- sick, fucked up, haunting line yeah. where he's like, 
she's like the bitch went along with it because she thought if she played along that she'd get a little bit of extra cash. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like, fuck, that's such a fucking horrible thing to say. <laughs> it's like going, th- it is like going through the memoir. Like if you read a book about a serial killer, especially if one has like written stuff mm-hmm. from a serial killer, it's written just like that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Which, I guarantee Sam did his research for this one. Oh, yeah. To make sure that dialogue worked. It sounds like hearing the words of someone like, oh, fuck. Wait, what? Damn it, what's his name? Fuck. Pete Arthur Gask- Shawcross. Pete Gaskins. Pete, oh. Pete Wee Gaskins. I argue that's fucking worse. It gets <laughs> fucking worse with him. That's the final truth. That's Because he done fuck babies. Oh, shit. Wait, did he be dead? Serbian film. He, he, he does go full Serbian he film. He go full Serbian He's film. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, like the music, the, the, the narration, the visuals, the haziness of this movie. Yeah. There's a haze to it, you know what I mean? It Cap- captures the California-like heat, look. Yeah. yeah. The air's thick. That's the thing, too, is like it is... It's very it's a very L.A.-like... Mm-hmm feel to it like not not like LA and like oh look at the beautiful parts of LA this yeah. is also like this is like the strip yeah you know, this is like he captures LA like you know some like people like were nostalgic about like the New York scene yeah from the 80s but the, the LA scene was a similar style like movies like Suburbia or um The Boys Next Door yeah or um fuck Savage Streets yeah Something like that, you know, that scuzzy side of California, the yeah. L.A. scene. He Which, captures that real fucking well. Sam does to this like Bad Boy Lover Boy does to New York. Yeah, or is that new style, that new school of yeah. sleaziness, you know? Yeah. But I will say this one, like, it takes the sleaze factor to a fucking new level. Oh, yeah. Like, and, uh, oh my god. Yeah. Like I said, the, 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 the haze in the movie, the, the atmosphere is thick. You feel like you could cut the fucking air with a knife. As well as the tension. Yeah. You can smell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can smell this movie. Yeah. And that's fucking brilliant. You know, I, I don't know. The style he, he creates it is un, it's so him. Like, it's so unique to yeah. him that, like, there's no there's a lot of people who do this stuff, but no one's movies look and sound and feel like Sam Hell's movies. No. And that's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. Um,. Another thing I will say is when I first watched this, of course I was like, oh yeah, it's really fucked up. I forgot how <laughs> fucked up it was. Yeah, right. It until is. this this viewing. Yeah, it's really fucking gnarly. I was like, it fuck. might be his most fucked up. I'd argue, yeah. That I've seen. That or Green Hell. I mean, those yeah. are like the two, right? That's the ones that definitely take the non-consensual sexual stuff to it. <laughs> non-consensual sex. The, we don't say rape. Just it's say rape. rape. <laughs> yeah. He takes the rapiness to another level of like, oh boy. <laughs> I, was try, I, was trying to be, I was trying to be eloquent about it. He says like, takes the rape to another level. I mean, it's what it is though. I know. I was trying, I was trying to speak eloquently, John. I know. I'm ashamed of talking about movies like this. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean... It's fucking good, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's fucking good. I, I don't know if this... I don't I don't think this one is available in this, in this store anymore, is I it? I don't think so. It's on Ven, Vimeo. I keep saying Venmo. Venmo is the, the cash thing. Yes, it's the cash... Not the cash... Fuck, it's not the cash app. No, but it's like cash it's app. A, it's a cash app. <laughs> yeah, it's not the cash app. It's a cash app. I really, we really fucking... <laughs> 
really fucked up trying to get that one out. Unprofessional. <laughs> Uninformative. You're like Vin- Venmo. I'm like, yeah, it's a cash app, not the not that cash app. <laughs> Scatterbrained. <laughs> that's gonna that's gotta be on a shirt. It's gotta be the back of a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! It's a fucking good. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah. You know, I, I highly recommend Love Dump. And I don't know if he took it, but it's also the name of a really good Static X song. Yeah, <laughs> I'd assume. Right. I think so. I mean, I think he knows, right? Yeah. I mean, this one Green Hell. Love dump. Yeah. You know, it's like, eh, you know. I assume there's a yeah. connection. Which I wasn't overly familiar with. Like, Static X was a band I liked yeah. growing up, but then kind of rediscovered as I got older because I was like, ew, new metal. Yeah. yeah. Then you're like, he's not really new metal. It's more industrial. It's definitely got the new metal guitar sound. Mm-hmm. But that it's very industrial in its style. Which new metal's making a comeback for some reason. <laughs> it sure is. Thanks, Justin Wang. <laughs> you blame it. Blame I blame him. Jinx. <laughs> I blame it. AJ Gray, professional wrestler. <laughs> but he know, like, willed this into existence. You know, like, I love that industrial yeah. style. It wasn't until just recently that I was looking up Love Dump that I realized it was a Static X song. Yeah. Was, oh, that's fucking cool. You didn't know that? I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I started listening to Static X. I, well, I started listening to Static, Static X where you kind of went back and rediscovered them. Yeah. yeah. I, I had that album when I was in high school. Yeah, probably hadn't listened to it since high school. High school yeah. So it's been a long time. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Love Nump. Yeah, it's fucking. I'm great. very happy that it just randomly popped up into my Instagram feed. Yeah, and I'm so fucking happy. I have a lot of this stuff before yeah. it's was just gone. Yeah, and that's ultimately at the end of the day, you know, it is sad. It's yeah. sad that you know Baroque House has come to a close. Yeah, but I will say that like regardless of what. The future holds for Sam Hale. Yeah. Uh, we'll be glad to support him in any way. Oh, absolutely. And I look forward to seeing his future projects because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a fucking talented filmmaker for sure. Absolutely. And he's getting out there, you know, and he's working on, I know he's been doing some videography stuff for like uh, Unearthed. Yep. You know, he's he worked on one of the new... American Guinea Pigs. Which one we have no fucking idea. It's the one that's got the people in like the eyes wide shut looking. <laughs> Sex cult looking thing. Well the thing is like there's like three or four in the war something like that. Yeah they are. It's, it's Chum Dump. It's the Chum Dump. God damn it. I confused two titles. <laughs> that's a great name. Chum Dump. Chum Dump. <laughs> chum Dump. <laughs> You'll come down Chum Dump. you come down to the Chum Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Chum Bucket. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, we was my way into it. He did, yeah. Um, the uh, Chum Bucket. There's the one that uh, Jeremy Cruz is Jeremy working Cruz on, is directing. Yeah. Which, oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> Jeremy Cruz is a fucking mad lad. He's a god of effects. And there's, I think there's, there's a, at least one. another one. Yeah. Which is the guy who worked on it is one of the guys who was on Face Off one time. Oh shit! Yeah, he was a good effects artist in his own right. So. I believe this round they're all being done by effects artists because Jesse Sots is yeah. doing Chum Bucket. Yeah. So, which is funny. I keep laughing when I see the name Chum Bucket. That's only because of SpongeBob. Yeah, like, I know really. what a Chum Bucket really is. Yeah, it's just a bucket full of like fish, fish meat. Yeah. yeah. But like I, I see it, I just think about the fucking bucket with the hand on it. Yeah. <laughs> the Chum. Go down under the Chum Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that. Crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Squidward. <laughs> Kick your fucking ass. <laughs> Um, I think about that where I think about fucking Jaws. I bet you chum some of this shit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very excited about the new American Guinea Pig films. And yes. Like I said, like, I'm very excited about Anti-Wonderful. Yep. So, go support that. Mm-hmm. Go pick that up. Because, like I said, like, he broke out. He may be stepping away from Broke House. Yeah. But we need to continue to support him. Absolutely. Regardless of where he goes next. 
because yeah, he's very talented. He's brought us sickos a lot of enjoyment, so we need yep. to follow him in his future. Which I'm sure that a lot of stuff he's going to be working on is probably not going to be, you know, lighthearted. Yeah, I think he's stepping away from the fetish yeah. stuff, but I'm assuming he's still going to be, you know, in the underground. Oh, yeah. And uh, this won't be the last time we talk about Sam, I guarantee. Which I, which I read some of the, like, synopsis of Anti-Wonderful. It's like, he said it was like Harmony Corrine-esque. Mm-hmm. Oh, notification. Hello. Um, <laughs> A little canon quick menu. That's the fucking printer. Um, <laughs> there's the sign, I guess. Spooked the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Got jump scared by fucking notification. Anyways. Um, I was like, I'm, 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 I'm be wrong about this, but I think it's so much Sebby Andrews. Oh, shit. <laughs> don't quote. Again, don't quote me. In our garden. I could just be wishful thinking. We play volleyball. <laughs> you drank yourself, yourself to death. death. I think that's what's getting played this week. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, I need to. I actually need to sit down and watch. I know, that. right? Yeah. I've never even seen the movie. I've just seen that trailer and thought it was wonderful. It's an. It's that's how you get someone into a movie. Volleyball brought them together. Right brain nightmare torn apart. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are, you say. You need to come back. You need to come back. <laughs> You're fucking wonderful. <laughs> also, like. like if the poster of Anti Wonderful does not want you to buy, it, does yeah. not make you buy, want to buy it, then I don't know what. And else there's would. another movie he's, I believe he's working on called White, White uh, Hot, yeah, White Fire, it's a, it's something like that. I saw the poster for it, though. it looked fucking awesome too. I'm like, yeah. where do I get this? I want this. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, it could be one of those things where it was like limited to. Oh god, if it is, I'm gonna be so pissed. I know because it looks fucking great. Which, I like limited runs are. I have a love hate relationship I, with them. I agree. So something I did not realize until I was looking at the uh, cover, the back covers for these, because I was looking for, looking for the dates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many of these are limited to six, six, six. Yeah, copies. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, Sam Hill, we're definitely gonna come back to him. Oh yeah, in the future. I mean, there's more shit. There's Piggy Palace coming soon. Yeah, there. And there's also just so many shit. So 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 much shit he's and made. Blood Crooks Inside trilogy. Blue and keep an eye out for that. I cut your flesh. Yeah, you know. We'll um, go back to Sam. Yeah. 100%. Sam, Sam's great. Yep. Love um, Sam Hale. Also, check out his artwork. Too. Sam Hale? Forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, Bantano. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go! <laughs> but we're just kind of rambling at this yeah. point. I hope you've uh, enjoyed our discussion of the great Sam Hale. I've enjoyed speaking of his films, and yes. I look forward to doing it again. Despite the fact that this was a rough prep for me, because work was terrible, and I got fucking destroyed by the booster. Yeah, the booster fucked John up hardcore. Fucked me up. But, now is the time everybody's excited about, because we're going to talk about what's next. Hmm. What's on the menu? What's on the, what's on the menu? What's on the menu? We got we got, some, we got something that's violent. Hmm. And I think some people would call it shitty. Oh my god. It's time for Carl the Butcher Shitter. Oh, Carl Vi- Butcher Shitter. <laughs> violent shit. Oh my god, wait, does that mean I gotta watch Violent Shit 1 again? Oh yeah. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing that's crazy about violent shit, and we'll get into this on the episode in two weeks. I love the violent shit series. Uh, In particular, two and three, I think, are fucking just so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. I hate violent shit one. It's terrible. (laughs) 
It's so bad. I didn't know anything about Violet Shit. I wonder why it was so bad until I watched Spooky's video. <laughs> Spooky Nails, that movie is so fucking terrible. Oh, fuck. But Violet Shit 2 and 3 are awesome. 3 is like Carl Butcher Shitters like building an army yeah. of Butcher Shitters. <laughs> And, like, this, like, platoon shows up, and it's, like, an all-out war between them. Oh, my God. And they're just, like, tearing people to shreds and shit. It's <sighs> fucking great, dude. It's, like, Infiltry of the Damned or something like that's the, the subtitle. Oh, yeah? So good. Oh, I've never good. seen Zombie 90, but I hear it's ass, but I don't think we're doing Zombie 90. No. We're just doing, what, one, two, three, and four? Yeah. We're doing the first four, which that means two uh, two episodes back to back where we're doing four movies. Because there's another one's like Carl Butcher versus somebody. Yeah, are we doing that one? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just know it's the one, two, three, and four. One, two, three, and four. Yeah. Which fuck? God, I can't believe I gotta watch one again. This is my third time <laughs> watching Violent Shit three or Violent Shit one. Oh my god, three times watching. What was the? Wait, okay. You watched it the first time, then you watched it the second time. I watched it the first time. Okay. A long time ago, bootlegged it. Okay. Because it's the only way you could get it at the time. Yeah. And was like, God damn, that's a terrible movie. Yeah. Then I bought the Violent Shit Collection. Yeah. Because I always heard that two and three were good. Yeah. You know, so I was like, even though I watched and hated Violent Shit one, yeah. I heard, oh my God, what the fuck is happening to me? He's dying. I'm transforming. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Violent Shit, I've heard Violent Shit two and three were good. Yeah. So I bought the box set. Because uh, also I'd seen uh, Interfacus 2000 at that point and started getting into Andreas Schnosh and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I'm not going to go through the box that not watch the first one. The first one. So I watched it again and was like, fuck, it's still terrible. <laughs> like, it's still so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough, Violent Shit 2 and 3 are really good. Uh, and we, we have some wild shit lined up. Violent Shit 2 has Carl Butcher Shooter's mom. It's fucking great. I love that it's become like its own universe. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't get the mask and stuff until the second one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's almost like Friday 13th. Like the first one, but the first Friday 13th is good. Yeah. But like, you know, nobody really watches the first one. <laughs> you always go to the sequels. Yeah. That's violent shit. Fair enough. I can't wait to talk about violent shit. It gets wild towards the end too. It gets also realistic. What the fuck? It has like Jesus in it and stuff like that. <laughs> it gets wild. I'm looking forward to this. You shouldn't be. <laughs> You're gonna hate it. Yeah, well, probably. But you're gonna love two and three. So, I've seen. I think I saw one of them. I think we saw two. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah, it's fun. It's wild. It's fucking gory as all get out and awesome. Also, I can't wait for people to see the poster. Yeah, the poster's <laughs> great. It's so stupid. But uh, I guess that's it. You know, any shout outs you want to do before we call today? Shout out to Spooky. Spooky celluloids. Of course, cinema's underbelly. Yep. Of course, the subject of this episode, which we already did. Broke house, Sam Hell. Yep. Um, uh, all the people involved in these movies. Yes, go check all of them out. Yeah, fluids, <laughs> fluids. Yeah, <laughs> just because you know they're awesome. I've been listening to a lot more fluids recently too. And severed cinema's great. Go check yes. them out. Um, Brandon Terry, yeah, Brandon Terry, Gut Pile on Instagram. Go check out his <laughs> podcast. Great, morbid horror. Yep. Uh, quality violent cinema. Their Discord shit is fucking sick. Yep. And their podcast is good as well. Which uh. And we need to get into one of those one day. Yeah, I know. I'm always at work. I'm always so bummed. Yeah. It's like Central Cinema. Like, I always see Quality Violent put something cool. Like, just, oh, you're showing something with Brian Papandria? You know, he's just a fucking guy I adore. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt. Yeah, yeah, you did meet him. Yeah, he's awesome. And Nathan Rummler. Both yeah. Both super, super fucking cool. Chocolate Boy. Chocolate Boy. I bought a Chocolate Boy shirt from Nathan Rummler. And he was <laughs> you like, did. He's like can I take a picture of that? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we took a picture together <laughs> of me and him holding the Chocolate Boy shirt. Because that, I'm the going to break these things by the end of the night. <laughs> um, 
I mean, shout out to so, so many people. Rock Bottom people. Video, yeah. Ver, uh, Verified Crap Video, Future mm-hmm. Productions. Uh, go check out the Uneasy Explorers, the uh, Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club. Yeah, you got it. Fucking awesome podcast as well. Oh yeah, he just had. I haven't listened to it yet, but he had Renee Wisner on. Yeah, talk about Mondo films. I was listening to one of the episodes of that. It was talking about uh, was the guy behind Sado Messiah Productions. Mm-hmm. That one was odd. It was <laughs> such a weird episode. I I commend him, uh, Jonathan Doe, so much on many things. Oh yeah, not just launching us. Basically, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you so much for doing our show and really putting us on the map. Yeah, and exposing me to a shit ton of stuff I never even knew existed. Yeah, you know, but the fact he does a lot of interviews with dudes from other countries. Yeah, I can't imagine that being very easy. No, <laughs> you know, like I listen to it and I'm like, Phew. and some of these guys, you got to fight to get them to talk. You oh know, my God, and yeah. I think it's just a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah I commend him a lot. You know, just check out everybody in the underground. You know? Oh yeah. Go support it. Mm-hmm. You follow one link, you'll find somebody else. Oh my god, yeah. You know, uh, of, co- of course, like if you can't find some of this stuff because it's not available anymore, of course, there's bootleg shops too mm-hmm. that sell it, or you can just find it online as well if you can't find it at anywhere else. Yeah, which something I have to stress about can't find it anywhere else. Huh? Can't find it anywhere you else. Can't find it anywhere yeah, else. I know. Stop bootlegging fucking movies that you can just go buy. Yeah. Because that just that just hurts the people who are making them for sure. But as always, like I said, we love our listeners. Absolutely, we appreciate you all for uh, always supporting us and being patient with us yeah. when I do things like get a booster shot and nearly die. Oh, well, I mean, you didn't expect that. I did not expect that. I did not expect to get fucking rock bottomed. <laughs> rock bottom by the COVID nineteen vaccine. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't expect to get COVID either when we fucking did uh, uh, Brumate. So. But hopefully this podcast will enlighten your Monday morning. Monday morning? for some reason, Not the first time, I don't think. No, definitely not. Won't be the last. Probably not. Stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think on that note, it's time to call it an episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, thank you, everybody. I am John. I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On. Cinema. 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 The the fanzine and mixtape will be done eventually. You drank yourself to death.